Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2016 and beyond. I am Ryan, and we are in a full house. I'm with Brad. Hi. Oh and, wait, no. And <laughs> James. Hey, I'm James. <laughs> I'm James. You had an opportunity just to like totally make fun. Yeah. Well, it's too easy. It's too easy with James. Oh, come on. <laughs> and we also have ladies first. Kendall. Hi. How are you? Yeah. Steve, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great. It was my birthday yesterday. Was it? Yeah. Funny coincidence, it's also Henry's birthday! Oh my god. Hey. You both turned 19? We t- <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how we are. Like. It wasn't really my birthday yesterday. No. Oh. Happy birthday, Henry. Thank you. <laughs> what was the number one movie 19 years ago? 1996. Uh, Independence looked- Day? Boo. Boo. I've looked it up multiple times. I can never Am I the only one who thinks Independence Day is the most overrated disaster movie ever? Yep. Uh, yeah, no, you are the only person who believes that. Oh, me and Steve. We, we agree. No. And no. I don't like that Will Smith can't say Earth. That He doesn't... That's not in the movie. He, he says doesn't, Earth. He doesn't say Earth. <laughs> he does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And he asks the president, he says, let me ask you a question. It's just... No, he doesn't. That doesn't happen. I mean, the Alamo knows about that, right? No, we don't have anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my subtle um, Rocky joke. Oh, the time is now, the time is here. Now's the time for a bite of cheer. A tasty light where the price is right. Well, look at here, you'll dig this sight. Sorry about that intermission. It's a good thing I <laughs> let me think of a really hard thing for James to find to insert there. You ass. Um, insert the uh, what? Sorry, I was looking up the number one movie uh, in 19 years ago. Into the damn mic. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up. Uh, We've been doing this for five years. Are you kidding me? I expected from them they're new. I usually feel like my voice isn't that important. We have been doing so. it for five years, and he still doesn't figure out how to what mic to turn on. So. Hey, hey. <laughs> but yeah, I actually looked up the number one movie. Are we still using the old stuff, or are we starting over? No, yeah, we're using okay. all of it. Nobody um, listens. Who cares? So the number one movie 19 years ago was Star Trek First Contact, so that nice. was awesome. Nice. Cool. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, use that information. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. For something <laughs> that my age makes you feel old. Oh, I saw that in theaters. Yeah, and, he, and I was old enough to know how cool it was. Yeah, at the Green Mountain one too. That's where I saw it. Another one that makes street. you feel like really self conscious about their age is when I tell them that I was in like elementary school when the first Iron Man came out. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I remember like sixth grade going to see Iron Man opening day. <laughs> and the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, and Dark Knight. I didn't see that one. Parents weren't allowed with that one. 
Wow. Anyways, on Real Nerds Podcast, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw two movies, Creed and The Good Dinosaur. Stay tuned to the end of the show where we'll spoil the hell out of those movies. We also talk about what movies are coming out on Blu-ray, and I keep on losing my train of thought. Movie news, what we've been watching, box office stats, and also... We talk about what's playing at our favorite theater, the Alamo, but instead of hearing my annoying voice, I'm going to defer to Steve over here, who works there and programs for the Alamo. So this is what's playing at the Alamo Draft House next week. I'm Peter Bogdanovich, and I have a few friends here, or not here, but that I know, knew, uh, who would like to tell you something. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm Lon Star. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. I'm telling you right up front. Burn off your cell phone. Don't talk. Don't text. Don't build a birdhouse. Don't be a foley artist. Quit asking your girlfriend what she had on her salad. Okay, is it your living room? You talk or text during the film, I will punch you. You can find out who they are and then go cut their tongue out. Have a good watch. Bye. All right, I said what you want me to say. Will you release me now? This is really good because usually we're not responsible for this uh, for this segment. Yes, you know. Now, if if you say anything we don't like, we can actually blame literally you. What do you mean you're not responsible for this segment? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a loaded little question. <laughs> Do you really want to know what's going on at the Alamo yeah. this week? You know? Yeah. Um, not a whole lot. We're starting to sort of get into our holiday programming to highlight a few things coming up. Um, we have uh, The Fantastic World of Santa Exploitation, which is a new American genre film archive. Uh, stuff like, uh, I think, like the magical Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah. Probably screwing up the name, but stuff like that. Um, it's basically a compilation of um, weirdo Santa stuff from the 60s and 70s. Does Silent um, Night, Deadly Night make an appearance? Um, we thought about it, but it's not really in the holiday spirit. <laughs> you mean in, in that program or just in our, in our, in our overall. Month of program overall? Yeah. Um, we did it last year. It, uh, didn't do so hot. No. So we're going to give it a break and then nice. do it again next year. Um, we have Dennis Murin coming in for Equinox. Totally not holiday related, but he did, he's like won like nine or 10 Oscars for his effects work on Star Wars, Jurassic Park. In other films of that nature, Indiana Jones. Cool. Um, so he's coming in. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and of course, the typical Elf movie parties and Christmas vacation movie parties. Is Elf still really popular? It seems like it's more popular with the younger set. Than... No, it's like stupid popular. Yeah, yeah. It's like people. Any kind of like imagery of Elf on screen or in the lobby, people just like do backflips. Really? And yeah. It's it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, it's going to live on as one of those movies, I think, even 20, 30 years from now, where mm. people are just going to be like, I remember when I saw Elf 17 times over the course of, <laughs> of Do you one... like Elf? Do I like Elf? Mm-hmm. I think it has its place, you know? I think it... Like, what a pussy hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it has its place. I mean, um, I obviously liked it more when, you know, it first came out and I was a little bit younger, but... I don't remember anything from it. I just remember it being there it's funny and i think it's a great um it's a great character and it's um it it has some really interesting um 
moments in it that I think make it a little bit better than um, like a crappy holiday movie. But, um, you know, it's no, uh, I don't know. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life or something. Yeah. You know? But I mean, even though I, I guarantee, again, 20 years from now, people are going to be like, it's the it's a wonderful life of our generation. <laughs> of the 2000s. Of the 2000s. Well, yeah. I mean, like, just like when I was in high school, every, like, like December, that would be the so thing like that three all, years ago, like, well, one year ago. Um, like every single, uh, like punk kids. Every, I know. I'm sorry. Um, in December, that'd be like the go-to for like we're out of curriculum. Like we'll put on a movie. Yeah. Like that's like my generation's like that's our Christmas movie. So See, my Christmas movie is Die Hard. Does anybody yeah. else love Die Hard as a Christmas? movie? We're showing Die Hard. Too. I'm very excited. Right. I saw the trailer for sorry. that. I'm really Die Hard also, now. not Die Hard Two. <laughs> I was going to say, it's actually Die Harder. (laughs) (laughs) Greatest movie title of all time. (laughs) But you notice they don't even, like, call it that anymore if you pick up the Blu-ray or something. just says Die Hard 2. Yeah. Well, it's because I I know nobody's going to watch that one. If you you had a full collection of all of them, nobody watches this one. That one's still fun. Yeah, but nobody watches it. I watched it two years ago. No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's part of the Die Hard collection. You know which one I won't watch again? Live free or die. A good day. <laughs> a good day. No, to die a good hard. day. Yeah. yeah. Live free is fun. Yeah, live free is fun. All right. A good day is horrible. It's still sitting in my collection, not been like taken out, because it came with the other four. That's why I have it. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. It is the um, uh, it is the specter of Daniel Craig Bond movies to Die Hard films. <sighs> Specter's way better than fucking Quantum of Solace. Quantum yeah. of Solace too. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, I was at uh, Trademark getting that. I was like, oh, cool, the Die Hard Legacy Collection. Oh, it comes with the fifth one. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll get it. <laughs> it's a complete legacy. And when I bought it, I was like, can you just take that disc out? And they said no. And a lot of people were complaining <laughs> online because I guess that version of the collection only comes with the movie-only version of that film. Oh, really? With no special features. Like, Does it really matter? Yeah. Or... Like... Still sitting in there. And I can only imagine, since I got it used, that someone traded it in because they went to that movie first. And like, the rest of this sucks. Yeah. John McClane. I hey, like Steve. the one with Zeus. That's my favorite one. Hey, Steve, how hey, did Red. the Mads are back go? It was great. Yeah? It was actually really cool. I wish I yeah. got to see it. Yeah, it was fun. Um, they were actually super nice and super kind and gracious and had a really good time. And we're kind of blown away because something that was surprising me was that this was one of the first theaters that they've ever performed in. They usually perform in like like uh, bars or restaurants or like multi-purpose kind of facilities, like never an actual theater that's set up for, you know, presentations and actual movie watching. So they were kind of blown away uh, about that, and I was, which was surprising to me. I was like, and I feel like what movie theater wouldn't want you guys to come in and in live riff, you know, a uh, an Ed Wood movie? You know, it was great, and um, so Frank Frank was uh way more mellow than I thought he was going to be. Like he was like almost like, like barely a pulse mellow, uh, which was, he's still a super nice <laughs> guy, but he's still alive. Yeah. He's like, I had to keep kind of poking him a little bit just to make sure he was there. Um, but super nice. And he's, he's like a, like almost like a film historian. Like his film knowledge is, is incredible. Um, so we had Ileana Douglas the same night. And so she's also a super, you know, super um, up on her film knowledge. So they got to talk, which was cool. Kind of a nice thing for him. And then Trace, um, Trace was like the other way. He was like way more animated and like kind of jokey than I thought he would be. I thought he'd be a little more, um, on the serious side for some reason, but, um, but yeah, they had a great time and, um, now we're trying to get him to do the whole Alamo circuit, which would be cool. 
Wow. Um, so hopefully you get them back soon because they were great. So why didn't you go, Brad? Um, I was busy. Uh, and also the, the workshop was like 75 bucks. The so. workshop was very expensive. Uh, not, not our, not our choice. Um, yeah. I actually suggested, I was like, you guys should maybe lower this a little bit, but they well, didn't want to, which is basically giving industry knowledge out. So it's like, well, yeah, yeah well, good. some of the people in there were like, they'd been waiting to do this their entire life. They're like, oh man, if one day I get to learn how to riff with, with, you know, the guys who, who wrote the show, that'd be amazing. So like 75 bucks for achieving one of your lifelong dreams. I mean, I feel like. You know, again, we don't want to put a price on that kind of stuff, yeah. but, but there's a price. But there's a price on that kind of stuff. It's out of my range. But yeah, my dreams aren't that expensive. <laughs> See, mine was eating in Cinderella's castle, and I've done that. You've done that. See, you did it. So I, I didn't care about the price of the roasted chicken <laughs> wherever I ate there. I don't even remember. I just how, re- how much was it? Like twenty three dollars for a leg um, of uh, chicken? No, it's actually kind of expensive because at Walt Disney World, you actually have to make reservations, obviously, because it's in the actual Magic Kingdom and right. it's in the actual castle. Um, and I remember I went with an ex and it was for my birthday. And, um, when we were up there, Cinderella was going around and wishing all the kids happy birthday. And I was like, it's my birthday too. <laughs> and, and so I was just, I was sitting there and I don't, uh, someone must have overheard one of the Mouseketeers or something. And they brought me a cake and oh. they said, have a happy birthday. And she like, Threw glitter on me, <laughs> but you know what? I won't trade that for the world, except for the person who was with me. <laughs> Good choice, but it's beautiful. But never give up on your dreams. That's right, even I, if it's, it's expensive. Because yeah. I think it was like seventy-five bucks. It's like a five-course meal, but that's great. It's good. That's great. But you know, that's I cool. got to overlook the Magic Kingdom during fireworks. That's beautiful. But see, don't ever give up on your dreams. Seventy-five bucks, nothing. Chump change. You can just erase that one girl you were with. And- yep. But and it's, I don't even remember what she looks like because I was too smitten with Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> no, the chick who was playing Cinderella was, I remember being very, very attractive, which I had imagined so. And that turned out to be Lori and you had a yeah, son yeah, together. Yeah, that's where I met her. Was it Cinderella's castle <laughs> or a Halloween party? <laughs> Either or. We have an interesting stuff we've been watching if you guys want to cool, see. Cool, let's start. Yeah, yeah. Out. So, Kendall and I just started watching uh, the first season of How to Get Away with Murder, this train wreck of a show on uh, ABC. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's so it's a fucking disaster. So yeah. Was it, one of, was it already canceled or is that one that... They... Is it already canceled? No, it's already canceled because it's winning a ton of awards. Is, is it really? really? Yeah, it, yeah. Just, it just won Best Actress. Uh, it was a big deal because she's it's the like, first It's really popular. It's so oh, popular. Oh, that's right. It's, it's, I think it's one like of the highest rated It's like the Grey's Anatomy lady. Yeah, that's Shonda right. Rhimes. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's the new Shonda Rhimes she's show. She's doing a lot the most. Yeah, it's it's like there's a lot of like uh, kind of like like gay soft porn, mm. a like, lot. like very like very like TV soft. Um, but there's a lot of it because um, there's this one gay character who just like hooks up with like every dude. He's just like, yo, you have something I might need. I'm gonna suck your dick. So <laughs> it's just kind of the way he do. They he say goes, that on ABC what almost. That would make me ABC. Happy. They almost ABC. do. And then we're we're 
we were talking about how there, there's this one part where he uh, he records like a phone conversation between this one guy he just had sex with, and he's like, he just did something to my ass that made my eyes water, and they keep playing that one. <laughs> they play it like five times. Five. That <laughs> like five different points. Yeah. To different people. It's just like, why do they keep bringing up this one specific part? And then, um, but like, if 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 they would have cut out all of the weird romantic stuff and any kind of weird emotional stuff, it could actually be kind of like a good crime show, like kind of a interesting um, noirish kind of kind of show. Mm-hmm. It's weird because uh, Viola Davis is the main character, and she's supposed to be like crazy and tough, but then. She's like the main character, so they like show her crying and her che- like yeah. cheating on her husband and all this stuff. That I'm like, mm, I wish she was just mean. If she was just and mean. Not, not like, I wish I didn't know she was a person with problems. So, do you hate watch it, or is it good enough to watch? Oh, I can't tell. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell because there's I some parts it. that are like really compelling. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, there's some stuff that's really compelling and really interesting to watch, and then the other seventy percent of it is just <laughs> just this mishmash of of uh, of terrible script writing and acting and, and just crazy <laughs> plot devices that they just try to throw a wrench into like it's just a typical abc show like i mean if you watch Stephen gray's anatomy it's just like you know someone would walk into a hospital with a gun to their head and just be like what are we gonna do now you know it's just that yeah. every episode so <laughs> abc has a trope because i know cbs is we're wisecracking crime solvers yeah, yeah, yeah. and so what abc's is i think it's just like taking drama to like the nth degree gotcha they just have to take everything and just push it to the extreme limits of just like this is the craziest hospital show this is the craziest show about being a a law student it's the most dramatic insane thing that this can ever exist inside this little bubble it's about lawyers I was gonna ask you, like, what is like? Oh yeah, sorry, it, we didn't yeah. talk about what the is show's it, like, about. Is it like burn <laughs> notice, but every week, like, they kill somebody? No. <laughs> this is how you get away well, with that's the burn notice. Doesn't week. make sense. Ah! She's she's a teacher. She's a law teacher, and then she picks four students that are like interns for her. But basically, firm? just do all her offers. So it's how dirty work. I don't even know if it's a firm. She works out of her home. <laughs> like <laughs> that's where they do all she's their a, research. She's a crazy woman. <laughs> and it's it has the like Veronica Mars setup where there's like a crime that they're solving each episode, but then one big long yeah. thing that you're also like worrying about through the whole season. Sure. So it's like got, Jessica like, Jones. Uh, <laughs> actually, well, we'll talk about. <laughs> that. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that one soon. <laughs> But it's, uh, I think she's a lawyer. But then so does somebody has... die every week? Pretty much, yeah. Man. They're mostly like murder cases. She's like a yeah. crazy, like high profile lawyer. So she's house. It's house. It is house. It's pretty much house. It's so weird. It's a murder house. It's the same thing because <laughs> she has the four students that work with her. But there's a whole classroom full of students. Every time she asks a question, she will only pick one of them. <laughs> so they're not even getting an education. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, I'm intrigued now. Yeah. yeah, you have to watch it. I forget. Are, are one of you guys a Gilmore, Gilmore Girls fan? Uh, I think it's Brad. I need to talk. Brad. <laughs> because no, because nope. Liza, no. Liza no, Wiles just kidding. In. Liza Wiles in it. She's fantastic. He's joking. I'm is not she the? Is she the does anyone here love Gilmore Girls? you, Brad, like you are a Gilmore Girls fan. I'll pretend to be one. So she plays Paris <laughs> on Gilmore Girls. Uh, which was one of the best Gilmore Girls characters. You know more about this. You should be talking about I this. love Gilmore The only Girls. thing I know is, is that there's a long-running joke of how fast they talk. Yeah, it's like Sorkin-y. It's yeah. just kind of Sorkin-y. That's the comparison. Ooh. I'm in. Whoa, the- <laughs> they just sold James. Does it take place in space? <laughs> that would be amazing. And if Matthew McConaughey shows Maybe. up. Do they have to, do they it's have coming to back. anything? <laughs> just... Like, do they talk about tired. NASA at all? Yeah, yeah they're always drinking <laughs> they're coffee. Always drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Who killed the space the space program? 
Is that what we? Is that what it we was Rory Gilmore. Oh. It was Rory Gilmore. <laughs> it was what's her name? Alexis Bledel. Alexis Bledel. That shows. Weird. Oh, her. She has oh, a okay. Baby voice. If you had said her, she, I yeah, she has like a sexy it. baby voice. She's like, I just got to Yale school. I don't know how to learn or anything. That's <laughs> 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 Rory, that's Rory Gilmore. That that is, sound, I, I thought you just read from a script from a Gilmore Girls episode. It's <laughs> like Gilmore Girls porn parody. <laughs> I don't know how to learn or anything. <laughs> Amy Sherman Paladino. Um, what else has everyone been watching? <laughs> oh, um, I continued my stroll through 2015 with movies I haven't seen. Uh, yesterday I went to see Creed, but I misread the time. God, I'm so stupid sometimes. And I, I was like, <laughs> yeah. So on the way back, I was like, I'll just stop by Best Buy because I had like $25 in gift certificates. So I'm like, I'm not going to spend any money on Black Friday. I'll rob them. Rob them blind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I went there and I got uh, Get Hard, which was like $7. Uh-huh. And it's you, the Will Ferrell. Yeah. That was this year, yeah. It's wow. a, the Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart. Kevin, oh, Kevin Hart. I watched that. Yeah, it's all, it's all right. Um, you know you have to eventually send your kid to college, right? <laughs> <laughs> With Best Buy gift certificates? <laughs> Take this in, son. They'll take these at admissions. <laughs> um, no, do you know those expire in like a month? They have expiration. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I got the email. That's and I, how they get you, man. Well, I got them. Did because, you only spend $5? No. No, I got them because I got that and True Detective, and it both of them together was like 18 bucks. I did not pay a dime. Oh, Except cool. for my laptop I bought, but oh, well, besides I that, <laughs> I did not pay a dime. Just going to pick up a nice uh, Get Hard Blu-ray. A nice, uh, this movie Blu-ray? Yep. And then a laptop, why not? Yeah. That's well, not a laptop, why not? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's part of the laptop bundle that was a month later. Um, but it, there's some really funny parts in it. Yeah, I liked it when I saw it. Yeah, so. I mean, here's the thing, is they're both given uh, a platform to show what they can do. And Will Ferrell's funny because he's always like the stupid man-child guy. Yeah. And there's this funny part where he's learning how to trash, uh, talk trash, and it's really funny. And then there's this part where Kevin Hart talks really fast and plays three different characters, but it's not funny at all. And you're just like, eh, I can live without Kevin Hart. Yeah. I don't know. I just never thought he was that funny. Uh, but his new movie, they had, I don't know if you saw a trailer for it, with The Rock. Right along, oh. oh, The, the Rock one, yeah. Yeah, The Rock one looks funny uh, yeah. because The Rock is funny. Yeah. I, got a, I got a trailer for Right Along too. I did yeah. too. That, I get, there was one clever joke in there. There was one joke in there where I was like, oh, okay. Which one? We were assaulted yeah, by the right along <laughs> the trailer. No, the, uh, the, I, I, I will say that if, if the joke where he finds out the guy's wearing Kevlar and then uses him as a body, as a shield. Oh, like If that were in a better movie. Oh, is that in MacGruber? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> so it's in a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Probably. The finale of the movie, too. They yeah. looked at that from. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It looks like, yeah, that movie looks like her Like how the movie actually ends. Yeah. But you know what? It was funny. I mean, there's worse movies out there. And I can always see Will Ferrell talk shit to nobody and be bad at it. I don't know. T.I. playing a criminal in a movie. Yeah. No, yeah, it was fun. And, you know, Allison Breeze in it, and you see her butt, if that oh, helps you, James. Oh, all right. I'm in. I'll check it out. Cool. Um, <laughs> I was into that. Nice. <laughs> I also watched a movie called American Mary, which is a body modification movie. What? Which I the only reason I got it because I thought it was a slasher film it's like because piercings, it's, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's, it's a documentary about a, no, no, it's, it's about a, a little it's girl a, named Mary whose mom takes her to get her first piercing and how important it is to her. And is that what you're not funny? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, just kidding. Uh, it's dri- directed by the Soska sisters, and they their see no evil too was actually pretty cool. Like, oh, uh, because the first see no evil was meh, but 
when they made their see no evil it actually elevated because they're better directors isn't that the oh no i'm thinking deliver us from evil okay yeah yeah they all run um, together so anyways oh it's their first movie besides the one that you can't get so it's like all right i'll watch it and um and the cover is Catherine isabel who's a really cool actress from ginger snatch you might know her from freddy versus jason ginger uh, snatch <laughs> yeah ginger snatch <laughs> That is not what he said, Brad. That is what I heard him say. Yeah, I know that's what you heard him say. See what I have to deal with? I have, I have guys. the headphones on. That's not what he said. Um, anyways, she plays this uh, medical student who is the best in her class, and but she's, you know, always late, or she's doing other things. I don't know. And <laughs> and the cover's really misleading, because on it she has this uh, apron and a like a bone saw, and I was, yeah, and I was hoping that it would be like a slasher film, and it really is just her modifying people. And then she goes to a this doctor's party, and he rapes her. So he decides she decides she's going to modify him. Oh, that's stupid. By modify, you mean oh, it's like human centipede shit. Uh, yeah, like, like I put an arm on your head. Uh, Not like kind of, thing. but it's like <laughs> like slicing their tongue so it splits in two. Or I've seen it. Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> seen it, not interested. So it's <laughs> in, in a trailer for, for Evil Dead. I've seen that. Yeah. So I was like, meh. Okay. Whatever, it exists. Um, I also watched a movie uh, called Dark Angel, which is also known as I Come in Peace, which stars Dolph Lundgren. And wow. it was shot in 1990, but it has, like, every single 80s action cliche in it. So in it, Dolph Lundgren plays a cop who doesn't play by the rules. And uh, this alien comes down, and he always says, I come in peace, but he kills people. <laughs> and he shoots a CD out of his, like, gauntlet that chops people's throats, <laughs> nice. that follows people around. And then, uh, so the opening of the movie is Dolph Lundgren is outside of this club, and his partner's on the inside trying to make a drug deal and, you know, get these guys. But while he's in there waiting, the liquor store next door gets robbed. So Dolph Lundgren's like, oh, I'm a cop. I have to, I have to save innocent people. So he, he walks in a liquor store and does this like totally badass roundhouse kick and knocks the one dude out, <laughs> then shoots the other dude in the head. And then he's like, oh, I got to get back to my partner, but his partner was killed. And so he, uh, so afterwards, you know, they're doing the crime scene and his boss comes in. He says, you know what? You need to take a vacation. He says, no, I need to find my partner's murder. No, you either take a vacation or I give you a permanent one. And so he has to take a vacation. Until the FBI shows up randomly at the crime scene. <laughs> and then they make him join the FBI's, like, pencil, pencil pusher, who does everything by the book, guys. He does everything by the book. So what happens when he teams up with the one cop who doesn't do things by the book? Hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> it's actually a pretty cool movie, like. Uh, you find out that the alien is just wants to steal heroin, because it gives him, like, power, I guess? I don't know. Wait, the, the alien can't just make heroin? No, dude. Like, poor people are making heroin constantly. <laughs> they don't have the chemicals like, on their planet X. To... <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And the, they also have the scientist that Dolph Lundgren takes the uh, CD, killing CD to, and he has Parkinson's, but the actor totally overdoes it, so every scene he's in, he's, like, shaking and stuff. You know, wait... Is this supposed to be some character moment? Because it, <laughs> are you sure, tickets, it's, are you sure you know, the guy's not just on heroin? Uh, he could be. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I saw a couple things. I watched so much shit. I can't remember what I watched. Um, 
And I guess the last thing I watched is a movie called Grace, which is this movie about this lady who's pregnant and uh, she thinks she gets in a car accident where her husband dies and the baby dies too, but she decides to carry the baby to term and the baby's still born, but it's dead and they hand it to her and then the baby comes back to life and it's a really weird, disturbing movie. And but it's really good because it's one of those movies where you're watching it and it says this could get a little more uncomfortable, and then it does because the mom of the husband who died wants to steal her baby, so she's like pumping milk out of her breast to steal the baby and what? Yeah, and then the baby lives off. How does that help no. you steal the? Oh, never mind. And then the baby lives off blood and it's just like what the fuck what? is going on in this movie? And it smells bad because the baby's dead. It's weird. No. It's weird. I remember I saw that film right, when right. it came out. Yeah. And I, was like, and I felt like, this is the scariest film you could ever <laughs> see. And then I saw actual scary films. Yeah. And I was like... It's one of those movies where it's just uncomfortable while yeah. you're watching it. Yeah. You know, nothing really like crazy happens, but you're just going, eh. It's heart came back to life. <laughs> I got really excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, yeah it's a lot like that cat there, that baby in that movie, <laughs> where it, every once in a while it gives signs of life. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the, really movie's, film. the movie's weird, but it's in a cool, weird way where American Mary is not. Hmm. And that's what I watched this week. Henry? All right. Uh, I saw, I'm really into the Oscars, even though I don't really like most of the films they have. But so I'm like, catch, <laughs> I'm watching all of like the Oscar Beatty films right now. Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, I saw Carol. Uh, that, that was, I thought that was pretty good. I liked it a lot. That was uh, great. Yeah. Um, I saw Spotlight. Which Ooh. was, uh, everyone says Spotlight's gonna be like the one that wins Best Picture. I was kind of not, I didn't think it was all, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was all that great though. Hmm. Um, it didn't really add anything to the film. was holding out for Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yes. The 10th slot. The 10th <laughs> slot. It's gotta be Mad Max. Um, those are the two like really Oscar films I saw. Um, I saw Entertainment, which, uh, uh, it's from the same guy that did, uh, a comedy. And, uh, it's weird because I understand what they're trying to do, and I hate that they succeeded with it. D- did you see it? Do you I see you nodding it? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but we have the director coming into the Alamo uh-huh. on December fifteenth. Sorry for that little plug there. Uh, nice. I, I love nice. I love the comedy. I really like tickets to see that at uh, drafthouse.com okay, cool. slash Denver. Very cool. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I really love the comedy. So um, I guess since you've seen the entertainment, yeah. how do you relate it to that? What's um, it? A, I I actually don't know about the entertainment. So tell me what it is. Entertainment is about it's a it's a hard drama, or at least that's like what they're trying to do, um, or it's what it's marketed as. Um, it's about a like pretty much failed stand-up comedian who is wandering through the Mojave Desert doing stand-up acts. And it's about how horrible his life is. Just in the desert, or is he at like? He goes to, like various venues. clubs oh, okay. and that kind of thing. He's not just like doing. It's yeah, I'd be there. An armadillo. Like, yeah, but like uh, it's like Rango, but with comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, like Rango. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. um, so, uh, but like he's want, he goes to, like all these clubs, and he's not like a good stand-up comedian at all. Um, and so like you see him do his set and how he's like really. So he's like Jeff Dunham. <laughs> He, it's that, but sad. Um, and so, and like he has like his like uh, opening like act, Jeff who's Dunham? like a thousand times more successful than he <laughs> is, played by uh, Ty Sheridan. And Ty Sheridan's the opening act. He's he plays. He's like the opening act. Then is it goes he into a him. grown grown man now. Because in the trailer, he sounds like an old like like his. his I voice thought he is was like, fifty. No, Ty Sheridan is not like the main character. The main character is played by Greg Turkey. No, right, Ty so. Sheridan's the one that he's, he's like the makeup, the makeup on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. it's hard to recognize like him when you first man. see him. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Um, but like, it's clear that he's like 
ten times funnier than Greg Turkington's character. And then, like, really nothing happens. It's him going to venue to venue and being all this weird stuff happening to him. And, like, I left the theater and I was like, oh, it's called Entertainment because it's the most boring film on the planet. Like, it's probably, like, an hour and 20 minutes long, and it feels like three hours. Ooh. Um, and I, I totally understand what they're trying to go for. They're going for, like, or at least my interpretation of the film was that, like, they want you to overthink it. There's a lot of scenes in the film that, like, I'm not going to spoil for those of you that do want to go to the Alamo Draft House screening. Um, Thanks. Uh, <laughs> there are, like... When is that screening again, though? Uh, December 15th. Oh, great. We're doing a double feature uh, with the comedy afterwards, too. Oh, that's oh, cool. Good. Oh, good. Um, but, uh, like, there's some scenes that, like, are very clear, like the Sundance typical symbolism type scenes that I'm pretty sure they put in the, or the director can be like, he wants you to overthink it. Mm. And I think that's the message of it. I think it's supposed to be like, there's really nothing here except boringness. And so I understand what they're trying to do and they succeeded very much, but I still hate it. So because they succeed so well. Um, and yeah. And then I saw, and I mean, I saw a Korean good novel. We'll talk about that at the end. And then I saw, uh, uh, the Seth Rogen one, the night before, Oh, yeah. uh, which, if you like those films, I'd go check it out. It's it's not like their strongest one by any means, but like if you really like those guys, you can go check it out. So mm-hmm. I don't really need to say if you're really into them. So I do like the guys who brought me super bad. <laughs> Is it? Does it have a emotional core on the level of or less than a fifty fifty? It's not that strong. Okay, it has like an emotional core probably on the same level as like Trainwreck. <laughs> no, Trainwreck was great. Well, train. I don't, <laughs> like it, right they, they have one, but it's not like <laughs> do it, do it, fight, 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 fight. Trainwreck is fine. It's they have like cool. a message. Here. I, I like train. I thought it was okay. Well, um, look at James back down because no, he got I called don't... out by count. So, like, oh no, it's fine. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> so now you know. To be fair, I think tra- Trainwreck is probably going to be in my twenty somewhere. It's just like uh, if you can go back to the episode, it is not a Paul Rudd or a uh, 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 Judd Apatow movie. So. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they have like a message to it. They have like a moral side to it, yeah. but it doesn't hit nearly as hard as like, it's probably on the same level as, uh, neighbors being respect thy neighbor. Oh. So like, okay. okay. So yeah, it's not like a substantial kind of film or anything. So yeah. And then I saw Jessica Jones, but we could talk about that at the end if, once we get to you. So, because I imagine you guys want to talk about that. So yeah, we can talk about Jessica Jones. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Uh, I saw Stargate for the first time. What? <laughs> what the fuck? And you realize it's not that good, yeah? Oh, come yeah. on! <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not, but yeah, it's, how it's did you not. like it? Yes, it's, it's whatever. It's a, it's a Roland Emmerich, Dean Devlin movie from Thank the you. 90s. Yeah. It is the best Roland Emmerich film, though. No, uh, I still think The Patriot is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Independence Day, but, like, he, I don't think Dean Devlin did The Patriot with him, so... Uh, I don't yeah. think so either. Um, but as far as their collaboration, uh, anyway, yeah, it was just kind of, I don't know, having heard my friends talk about it for like 20 years, um, it always seemed more epic than it's, than just like, uh, a nerdy scientist and like a couple of military guys going to the, the desert and talk to other talk desert to people there's and like, raw. There's who's a like, creepy kid. Who's like, yeah, a weird kid. Like yeah. not a very compelling villain. Like oh. all the special effects give him his terror and stuff, yeah. you know? Um, the one cool thing is like. When they do reveal, it's like it's normal people, but they have those like uh, mm-hmm. Anubis head things, yeah. that are, like robotic. Like that was cool. Yeah. And then uh, some of the stuff they pull off, you know, not using CGI, I guess, for the mm-hmm. time, is impressive. But it, you know, for most of the story, I was just tuning out as I was watching it. Um, and then I also watched Sneakers, which is um, great movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. you throw great around really haphazardly. I'd say there's a lot of great movies in the world. It has great actors in it, but I'd say 70% of the movie is those actors just talking about the technology they, that they're going to use or that they could use. Very sneakily. Is this Very a, sneakily. This is the first time you've ever seen Sneakers? Yeah. Oh, see, I grew up watching Sneakers. So, okay. like, it, yeah, okay. Yeah. I grew up um, watching the live action Scooby Doo, but I can admit that that's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, Henry. Um, so yeah, um, the acting uh, between the characters like is good on screen. It's you know, it's Dan Aykroyd's uh, like a computer nerd in it. And, well, you know, I'm talking to you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I own this movie. Um, and then uh, David Strathairn. I didn't realize until about halfway through the movie that he was blind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching? <laughs> It's just, he seemed like so you fell asleep such during? an expert in what he does. It's not until like he's trying to like use Braille to figure out like oh he was blind the whole time. <laughs> and then they, he does all the sounds like investigation stuff towards the end. And I'm like okay that's what it, that's what his place on the team is. That's why he's so attuned and asking people like use sound to tell describe you know where you were and stuff. And um, yeah, but it, the, the overall plot is just uh, Ben Kingsley. Like there's this there's a Maltese or what is it not the Maltese Falcon? What is it the MacGuffin? The MacGuffin. Oh, okay. Um, there's just this the MacGuffin. Falcon. <laughs> I, I, thought I, was, I thought I was joking. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. There's a MacGuffin of just this device that can hack into any government um, uh, computer system. So they're trying to, they give it over to the bad guys, and then they, they have, you know, this whole plan of getting it back, and yeah, it's all right. Did anyone see the trailer for Gods of Egypt? Oh, and like, gosh. What the fuck am I watching? What oh. happened to Alex Proyas? Yeah. Man. I, the... I don't know what I'm watching, but I'm like, this looks so stupid yeah. that it could be fun, but then I don't understand what I'm watching. Did you see they apologized yeah, publicly the for that film this year? Yeah, I think that's silly. <laughs> yeah. Does it really matter? I, I mean, we can have a conversation about, like, you know, racism in casting and all of that, but it doesn't matter who gives a shit about whether or not there's racism really, in a movie. Do you no really one think it's racism in casting, or are they just casting people? No, there is absolutely racism in casting. There is... <sighs> Well, there I mean, are... like, there aren't a lot of Egyptian stars to bank your movie on. No, I And also, agree. I don't think it's, like, solely, but... like, we're not going to cast Egyptian people. We're going to yeah. cast white like, why, people. Why did they say like... thing to Ridley Scott? How racist they, he no, is. No, they did. They, they, they did. totally yeah, they did. They totally yeah, did. Yeah, say that's why yeah, it's, like... it's stupid. It's stupid. No, I, and I don't... Look, I, I think it is a much bigger issue than one film. I think that there is a problem that needs to get addressed in in just general casting and the films that we make. Um, Why did they say anything about casting a Samoan as a Scorpion King before? Because it's The Rock. Anytime you cast The Rock, oh, anything, he, he because it's going to make so money. Okay. Yeah. No, yes, 100%. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I just think it's silly. I, I, I think that there are some big problems that Hollywood needs to actually fix. Um, I'd like to see a movie where there's like an Asian man who's not either nerdy or alone. Where his um, like, hero trait is more than he's Asian. Yeah. So. Um, there, there's a lot of really bad things going on in, in, uh, but, I think but, Ken Jong in The Hangover. But the problem is not I a just... shitty fucking Egyptian movie that no one is going to remember two weeks after it comes out. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Like, that's why it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. I forget about it every time, like, five minutes after there's news about it. Yeah. Like, I guess I don't know, our just... posters are like, oh, that's, that's well, something I'm not going to see. The thing with me like... is, though, there's no, I, I, I find it hard to believe that Lionsgate's sitting there and saying, we're making this movie called uh, gods of Egypt. Let's not cast any Egyptians. They're not doing it because they don't want to put black people in the movie. They're doing it because they know that white people will make the movie more money. Yeah, which I mean, like, yeah, it's 
it's not a. It is not about the race. It's about the the reality of what's going to make the money. Um, which I would again say, doesn't matter. I would the say movie's Furious Seven made tons of money. It's the most diverse cast. So I don't. I don't buy the argument either. Okay. I think it's just I, people. I, I that agree are, that I think that. I mean, we saw a movie today with a very diverse cast. I agree that movies with a lot of black people in them can be not only. I think if once we look past that money, and just enjoy movies for what they are, then it will be all right. I agree, but I don't think the casting directors are doing that. You really. You really I, think yeah. when they're casting gods of Egypt, they're like, let's get all white people. No, I think when they're casting gods of Egypt, they're saying, who's popular because this movie is dog shit, and if we don't get Jerry Butler in here, no one's going to go see it. That's what they're doing. Jerry Butler's not going to get me exactly. to see That's it. That's what I'm saying. There's no, no, there's no, no, he's not. He's not. There's no race card I don't. Th- I'm, I'm, I don't think any of these people are intelligent. Um, but the only reason I even remember this movie is because every time I see it, I go, oh, fuck. Dark City is so good. And Alex Proyas has not made another great film. Ugh. It's really sad. So I also watched Legend. <laughs> Where he's, okay. the, the Tom Cruise one? That's a diverse cast yeah! right there. Uh, he no, plays the, a wild boy? How about that scene where the unicorn loses its horn? It's so I, good. I haven't seen the original Legend. So, whatever. Uh, I have it on Blu-ray. I love, so how Three do you? Three of the film if you want to watch it. So right. how, how, is the, how is the British remake of Legend? <laughs> Very different from what... Uh, the previews of uh, Ridley Scott's Legend. Uh, they really went a different direction with it. Uh, so, uh, Legend Tom Hardy plays two British criminal gangsters from the 1960s called the Cray Brothers. Um, and that's pretty much the best part of the movie is watching him play two. I've know, heard that from a lot of people. Yeah. So instead of having one Tom Hardy, you gotta have two Tom Hardys. Do you think the director had, really? to, had to deal with his <laughs> twice the ego on the set with an even thicker Aww. with an even thicker accent twice and even more un- unintelligible um, than you're used to? Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty standard crime story, uh, like in the vein of Goodfellas and stuff. But uh, instead, Tom Hardy's playing, and actually the director kind of pulls off cool way because eventually they get into a fist fight and fight each other. So there's shots oh. like that where um, you're kind of impressed that. They're actually in the same scene, um, and he's the brothers are pretty different. So Tom Hardy's kind of playing really still two different characters, and the way he, uh, some makeup helps some of that, but um, they're very distinct, and you kind of forget that he's in two separate roles. It's almost mm-hmm. like there really is two different people playing him. You so think Tom Hardy wants to be nominated for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor <laughs> for playing? I'm sure Zach and I were joking mind. about that. Like, like if, really? uh, if that. I don't think it would happen, but if it came to pass... That'd be sweet. Yeah. Well, I think and he they, won both. You mean, like, if he's not for, like, Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor for, for just Legend? Yeah, because uh, one of the yeah. characters I think, is, like, the Academy made a rule in, like, the 40s that you can't do that. You can't do that? Yeah. Um, After Parent Trap. After Parent. <laughs> <laughs> no, because someone was nominated for the same character in both, act, in both Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor for the same exact character. Huh. And they're like, we can't let this happen again. Well, he's yeah, not I the same you character. You could make the yeah, argument like, that he's like, playing two characters, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess you could do that, yeah. Because one character is like a lead actor and the other one yeah. is not on screen that much he's kind of like throws a wrench and everything once in a while yeah. so I'm not sure if it's he's like a very can, supporting as character as a twin often does yeah. <laughs> I am glad that you said that they have different scenes because when I see the trailers it literally looks like it's a split screen oh, when yeah. they're sitting there yeah. oh man is that all they do is just is, sit next to each other and no, talk no, it's, That's it's more complex than that yeah. is the fight scene at least better than like you know we put Zoe Bell in a Mask and put, so we're shooting it over her shoulder and she's punching Tom Hardy and then we reverse it. Well, I, I'm sure it, some of the scenes like over the shoulder, it probably obviously is just completely yeah. separate person. But uh, when they're actually punching each other, like sometimes the wider shots, you could also I couldn't tell, but it it, it could be fast enough that it's 
obviously just the stunt doubles fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some close-up ones where I have to wonder, like, um, like, did they just put a digital Tom Hardy face over another person, or yeah. um, is it like split screen? I don't know. So yeah. But yeah, that was probably uh, the coolest part of it. Yeah. Cool. So, would you recommend seeing it, or? Uh, yeah, if you some, if you want to see an actor, like act, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like really act, not just like like trying. <laughs> like like trying, trying to be character, like trying to be a character, not so much like my. I have this thing with like, people say Denzel Washington is a great actor, and I I agree, but he also I feel like he plays the same character in almost yeah. every movie. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, whereas like an actual character actor, you see them like in different makeups, like creating different personas. So mm-hmm. like Shia LaBeouf. What? What? He plays a lot of different people. No, he doesn't. A lot of different people. <laughs> oh yeah, he was that Eagle Eye guy and Sam Witwicky and and, and holes. Mutt Williams and Mutt Williams. Yeah, pretty much different. In the holes <laughs> and in the holes, <laughs> he was in holes. He just did that hashtag all my movies. Did you guys see? That? I, I watched I, some I, of it. Yeah, yeah, I got in a couple times. That guy's yeah, goofier than of, a loon. Yeah. Kind of insane, but great. Well, I think, like, yeah. like I've, like, thought this for a while. I think people, you can make fun of Shia LaBeouf all you want, but I guarantee you in, like, 20 years from now, people are going to refer to him as, like, this generation's, like, Yoko Ono. Like, he's going to be, <laughs> like, oh, that. Did you like, hear- idiots are going to be saying that. <laughs> did you hear about his, did you hear about his art, art installation? Yeah, I heard about no. that, too. No. Uh, he rented, like, a retail space down in Los Angeles, and you'd pay to go in, and he'd sit at a table with a bag over his head. And you get to oh, talk yeah. to him, oh, yeah, yeah. but he wouldn't talk to you back. And then, like, a couple months later, Jerry O'Connell rented the space right next to that. And, like, you could come hang out with him for free and just, like, party and like, no bag over the head, no questions. Like, yeah. Wait, I could party with him? Yeah. With just, Jerry O'Connell? Yeah. yeah. He wasn't, like, in a costume or... I was like, hey, Jerry O'Connell, remember sliders? <laughs> That's oh, me re- reaching really far in the well, guys. Yeah, it is. Cool. Uh, that yeah. me? That's it for me this week. Yeah. Cool. Um, I watch, I watched the final girls this week, um, oh, nice. on, on Ryan's recommendation, uh, which is, if you didn't hear that episode, a movie about some kids who get sucked into, it's, it's the page master only for horror movies. I agree. Uh, and not animated. Um, so they get sucked into a horror movie that the one girl's mom is in and, um, it has like, it has a couple of things that slightly bugged me, like, um, like Malin Ackerman looks the same age in the future as she does in the past, and I don't Dude, believe she's like that 43. she's forty-three. I I have she a hard time believing beautiful. that she is um, uh, Taza Formiga's mother, but still, uh, that was okay because the movie is like clearly lower budget than it probably deserves because um, it's a really neat idea, um, and they do a they do a decent job. Um, the villain though is like the cheesiest of. Of, like it was almost too. I, think I don't know. Supposed to be. I, no, it is, but it's not. I don't know. There's, there's like, uh, like it's hard not to bring up Cabin in the Woods because they are similar, like send ups or, or deconstructions of, of horror. But like with Cabin in the Woods, they they took the the villains and made them like more re- like when when you're in the situation, they're more realistic. And I think I would have enjoyed that more. Where it was like once you get sucked in, like somehow the 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 guy on screen who you're like, oh, that's so silly. He's so dumb. Like in real life is really scary, but he's not really that scary in the movie. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of good, good gags in there. Like the, you know, the flashbacks and stuff like that. Um, I think it's, it's definitely worth checking out. You know, if you are 
if you conveniently know someone who owns it, you should borrow it from them because it's at least worth that. Um, it was fun. It was fun. And the, the cast is all really good. Uh, that guy from uh, Silicon Valley, the main actor from Silicon Thomas Valley, Bellish. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's he's sort of the, like, he's the guy who's a big fan of the franchise. Yeah. Um, so he's just thrilled to be in the movie. Um, that's pretty good. I, I could totally see a sequel to that movie. Um, that would be fun. So uh, I saw that. And then really the only other thing, I, I rewatched Inside Out this week, which is great. Um I will say that a few things that I have watched this week, sort of in getting ready for the top ten list at the end of the year, have made me re- rethink some assumptions that I had um, and have made the, the list for this year a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Because um, I sort of put it together and was like, here's eight, and there's two more movies coming down the line that'll probably fit in there, and like this is going to be so easy. And I probably still know what the ten are, but I'll be completely honest, I do not know what's at the top anymore. Um, really? Like things what's number have, one or anything? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and I think most people probably would have assumed that they knew what I was going to have as my number one. Um, but <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. I have a really good argument for why it shouldn't be. If you're um, reconsidering Jurassic World, man, I think you should do it. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about <laughs> well, it. Well, me and Brad were debating if Mordecai should be number one or two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's on my list because I missed that episode. I'm wondering if I should make sure I check that out before the no. end of it. <laughs> you know, that's based on a book. Uh, yeah, it's basically like a big franchise, yeah. and they were like acting as though we've all heard of it, like, <laughs> like at the promotion, like uh, the movie you've all been waiting for. Yeah, like, Remember, he grew his mustache out. <laughs> That's like out an hour what? and a half worth of jokes in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh thinking I'm not telling you the truth. No, I'm totally like, that, telling you. Percent telling That's you the, truth. the plot of the film. It like. is. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else get bothered by Gwyneth Paltrow? Everything she does, just like. She irritates me. Even mm-hmm. Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad she I... wasn't in, in Avengers yeah. Two. Like, yeah. that's why Chris Martin left her. Um, then they named their kid Apple. Yeah. Anyway, the last thing is that I I finished Jessica Jones. Ryan, yeah. did you finish Jessica I Jones? Did. Um, it's good. This is gonna get gnarly. I can feel it. I don't. <laughs> I don't like it as much as Daredevil. No. And the thing that you said before is what I wish it had. Um. I I think they they totally pull their punches on some stuff with the with the purple man, and I wish that the purple man weren't the only villain in the show because he is no Wilson Fisk. I love Wilson Fisk, and the purple man's got some interesting stuff to him, but like he's purple. Yeah. Um, is there anyone in, in the man. room who has not finished no, it yet? He is. We haven't finished it. Okay. Uh, but I don't think I want to. So Oof. prove to me why I should, James. Oh, so, oh. so did, how, you, how, did you not like it at all? I am so irritated by this goddamn show. How how far in are you? Uh, how far? Like five episodes in? Yeah, maybe like four. Four or five. Are you? Can I just make maybe a guess not. that you're you're frustrated because you're just like, it's it's just so edgy. Like it so wants to be edgy. Is that the thing that bothers you? Um, that'd no, be a no. Pretty much, <laughs> okay, pretty much every curious. aspect from <laughs> the way it's shot to the acting to the story. To the lighting, to literally everything. So literally everything. <laughs> literally everything is <laughs> really okay. the sh- me more than anything. Talk about, talk about you, you had a good point about this. I think this. it's really weird. <laughs> Every shot, there's half a wall. Yeah, it's like everything is just like trying to peek around the corner. <laughs> there's like yeah. almost every shot, it's like half a wall and then her through a crack. And you can see her and it's kind of weird and it's kind of creepy. And it adds nothing. Like, <laughs> like once in a while, if, if the director so and the cinematographer are trying to like lead your eye somewhere, like that's cool. But like for every single fucking shot, that shot, oh my god, when is it gonna stop? 
Does it stop, James? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even notice. It does not we bother got, me. We got so, so I can't, I can't so even tell you whether or not your weird picky thing stops because <laughs> I didn't even know it was in the show. Because I was, you know, paying attention to the story and the characters. Um, <laughs> but these so flat and so boring. No, I think Kristen Ritter is really good. Um, I think I like Luke, Luke Cage might be a little weak, but to be fair, he's not asked to do a lot in the show yeah. except for her. Um, I mean, after like his like story arc kind of ends or comes to a climax, he really disappears for a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, but he comes back. Well, comes, well, I didn't want to spoil it, yeah. even though they uh, clearly don't care. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Like, they're not going to finish the show. Because I can't, I can't, like, I can't win you. Did you like Daredevil? I didn't I watch it. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, then what the fuck are you doing? Because no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jessica Jones came out, and then that was all I heard about for, like, four days. Yeah, everyone, seriously, all of our friends and were just then, been like, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones. We're, oh. like, going somewhere, and they're like, can't, sorry, watching Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God. Yeah, I mean, must I, be good. I think the mind control stuff and the, like... I think the shit she's dealing with is, for me, is really interesting, and I like that story. Um, I just, I wish there was a little bit of Veronica Mars in there. Like, I wanted her to, to solve a few other That's what bothers crimes. me. It makes me want to watch Veronica Mars instead. <laughs> like, that's the feeling. I'm, I also love Veronica Mars too much. Which More also has Kristen should. Ritter in it. It does. She's mm-hmm. also in Gilmore Girls. It all oh. comes together. Wow, it's just full circle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I still, so, how love, you feel, Je- right? I still love Jessica Jones. I think it's actually a really good show. I, 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 I'm I still, do, too. I'm still partial to Agent Carter because I like the setup for Agent Carter more. Sure, yeah. Um, but it's more of a personal preference. I I had lots of fun. I, it's one of the first Netflix shows besides Daredevil that I actually watched almost straight through mm. um, with a few interruptions. Um, I, yeah, I still think Daredevil's a little better. Mm. Um, but I still love Jessica Jones. I think together, if they're trying to go for like a Marvel Knights kind of uh-huh. uh, setup, I think it's cool. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously that's what they're doing if they're going with Punisher showing up and yeah. Luke yeah. Cage is going to have his own series. When they've said they're going to, they're they're going to try to do a Defender show once they get all three. Yeah, seasons. so that's just Marvel yeah. Knights to me. Yeah, and I, I think it's cool. I, I I love the chances that they actually take on Netflix hmm? uh, and let the characters breathe more. I think that's why Daredevil works so well. Yeah, um, Ooh. and they didn't rely on a Frank Miller story. I think is why Daredevil worked really well too. Yeah. Because Frank Miller uh, drives me crazy. Yeah, Frank uh, Daredevil for me is just a lot more. It's a lot more fun. I don't like Math Matthew as much as I like um, Jessica. Like, I, I like I I'm interested in her character more than I am him. But Daredevil's got a lot of action, and I just I just think that Wilson Fisk is like a lovable, horrible human being. Um, and there's there's just really interesting turns and really interesting side characters there that I'm rooting for. They kind of, Jessica Jones kind of burns some of the side characters in some weird ways. There's a subplot in the second half of the season, or like, like um, the, plot, the plot twist, I guess, of that one character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that twist that I just I kind of it feels like a season two twist. Yeah, it, it feels I was, like a thing I was they kind of bummed done. they did it already. Yeah, like um, because I liked that character yeah. and I liked Trish and I liked oh, well, just, the stuff that was going on there. I don't know who it is. And <laughs> I, I just. It, it that suddenly felt very comic book TV. Sh- it that felt like the kind of stuff I would expect out of whatever's going on in the Flash. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, well, all of a sudden, like or or like I you see like... Flash fighting like this huge like shark man. That looks cool. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I all mean, right. I won't watch it because it's Flash. But <laughs> I mean, the the monster dude looks really badass. King yeah. Shark is that his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, like the, the character <laughs> designs badass on the TV show. 
just anytime that somebody shows up and is like, I'm, I don't know, I'm on pills, man. Like that to me, it's just, it's just a little weak. Um, by comparison to Daredevil, which I, which I thought was very, very tight. Um, and so it was, it was just, I, I think I'm just a little disappointed, but I'm disappointed by a show that like I obsessively watched for a week cause it's really fun. Um, it's it's dark enough though that like it's a show that I'm I'm I keep wondering like can I even let my mom watch the show because I like it a lot and she loves Daredevil um, but this season is it's it's dark it's just yeah. not as dark as it could have been yeah. um, they 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 make the Purple Man way more tolerable um, no really because I've not I've not read a lot of, I only had know about like the Purple Children in the comics yeah I've I've not so like this is not nearly as intense as in the comics. No. Oh wow! I should uh, read some Purple Man I'll, comics. I'll say that like I don't think this is spoilers. Uh-huh. They talk about like when she was in when she was kidnapped by him. Yeah. That like they had sex and yeah. she's like, "You raped me." Yeah. So he never does that in the book. The oh, things okay. he does to her are worse. Are th- theoretically more like psychologically scarring. Okay. Okay. Maybe like we would have to have a conversation. Okay. About yeah, yeah. that. But, like, he does shit that on paper sounds real fucked up. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Cool. So. That's so funny. You know, there's a, there's one director that I can't stand, and no matter what his movies are... Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper. I cannot... <laughs> like, his close-ups and his Dutch angles, because I was watching... Uh, I never saw John Adams, and it was on sale for Blu-ray last year. It was, like, seven bucks or something. So, oh, cool. And I started watching it, and the camera's moving like who the fuck directed this and i pull it up yep there he is he's <laughs> also not a fan of, of yeah. yeah it's just here's just a shot of paul giamatti's head yep but Wait. it's crooked but it's crooked <laughs> what else is tom hopper hooper done uh lame uh, is oh i fucking hate that guy too <laughs> <laughs> because i know i know it was john Adams, but like keep forgetting his name what did he do before lame is uh king's, uh, king's speech, speech. And yeah. it's, it's the, not as bad in king's speech it's not but, as but Bad, he does but it in still... the speech. Yeah. So, like, the climax of the movie. But it, you don't blame him as much because the king is, like, in this it's... little box. Exactly. So you're like, yeah. okay, there's nothing else to look at. But Lame is, like, there's these huge set pieces. Yeah. And he's like, let me get real close to you. Yeah. I don't want to show any of this I know movie they're off. trying to, like, focus on the performances in Lame Miserable, but it's, it's look, distracting. Why don't you just love Anne Hathaway's tears? Why don't you just look at, just get closer to Anne Hathaway's <laughs> Why couldn't you have loved the five minutes just, she was in that movie? If I could yeah. just shoot from inside Anne Hathaway's tears, this song would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he just drives me crazy. Yeah. Can't wait for the fucking Danish Girl, the most Oscar-baity film of the I year know. that he's doing this year. Oh I know, that's gosh. why I won't see it. I love Eddie Redmayne, but I will not see that movie because his, the way he decides to shoot films is distracting. Where people say J.J. Uh, Abrams with lens flares because that's his thing is directing. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. That – Because it's all – it's like – because like I like watched all the films after hearing like the all Star Trek films being like, oh, there's so many lens flares. I was like, I was like not really. Like yeah. they like integrate well enough that it's like it feels more natural. It, it's like, fine. There, and there are a lot of them. He's been very upfront about the fact yeah. that he was experimenting with it for certain reasons and yeah. he doesn't do it as much as he used to. Yeah. Like, Yeah, but, but I can get past mm-hmm. that. It's just when I have to look at a movie with my head tilted – and then it's distracting from the performance. Oh, yeah. It totally is. Yep. I mean, I'm sure Hugh Jackman's great in Les Miserables, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll never know. I'll never know because... I was too busy looking away from the screen so that my eyes wouldn't bleed. Like that, like that, <laughs> like that one scene where he's confessing that he stole stuff or whatever it is. It's literally his head is the whole frame. And I don't even know what's going on behind him. <laughs> where is he? Yeah, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what I watched. Yeah. Uh, this is real news. 
In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. It's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! I like a do da cha-cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. Hey James, what? Did you did you uh, did you get the the news that the Raveheart trailer is out? I did get the news <laughs> that the Raveheart trailer is out. That's pretty good. Did you want to talk about it? Yeah, could you put it in the show? Um, oh, you know, I I don't. I'd have to talk to the editing team. Put it in, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sup, babe? Hey, cutie. You know I love you. Always have. Except with Blunt in the club last night. I love her too. But I want to say, you're the only girl I'll have sex with, and I'll take you to all the coolest raves. Even though you won't be the only girl. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nebulous Visions Productions is ashamed to present. Who did this? Who killed my wench? The purveyors of good taste. Hipsters, if you will. Slain her because she wouldn't listen to 45 records of Frank Sinatra while drinking PBR Tall Boys. It is the law. No! Based on a terrible idea by executive dickhead Ryan Frost. The weapons of my fathers will be used in my just war against the purveyors of good taste. The fourth film by Zach Easton. They can take our turntable, but they will never take our rhythm. Every man dies, but not every man truly spins. Pedestrian at best. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Oh, man. Yeah, no, that was good. That was cool. Good job. We 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 turned a joke from the show. You took a (laughs) dumb thing that Ryan accidentally said and turned it into a short. Yep. Best part is Mission accomplished. Huh? I like the selfie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was good. good. Um, Log on to nebulousvisions.com to check out. To, to see the, the actual podcast. I mean, the realnerdspodcast.com. <laughs> that's where it's at. <laughs> a Nebulous Visions production. Featuring voice work by this gentleman oh, here. Oh, by me. I was going to make a sarcastic comment. Oh, that's done, been done before. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sarcastic comments aren't welcome here. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, speaking of great trailers, 
Well, maybe. I don't know. Zoolander 2? I know, right? <laughs> it is really good. No, it's... Uh, no, is that one you're going to talk about? No, it's not. Yeah, it's like, wow. <laughs> it's like, every time I see that trailer, the only thing that runs through my mind is, yes, but why no models? I don't know why I always think of that line. Yeah, so, like, that's all I think of. I've never seen Zoolander. Should I check <gasps> that movie out? You should totally check that movie out. <laughs> <laughs> that was so precious. It was. I, I've never seen that side of Henry before. <laughs> yeah, I really like that movie. I was watching oh, okay, the trailer good. when Mugatu storms out of the prison with like he's all oh, roided okay. up. Yeah. I almost wish he like stayed like that as the full character. Yeah, so. really, <laughs> that would have been a great <laughs> joke reveal, you know? Yeah, like, like as you're watching mm-hmm. it, but now it's in the trailer. It's like okay, well that's passed. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. I thought it would would have actually been funny if in the movie he like had spent all that time in prison, <laughs> so like he had this different physique the whole time. Yeah, like now but now he's now like, just like a coat. Uh, like, now he's like a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we got a trailer for Civil War. Ryan, yeah, oh yeah, it's awesome. Nah, it is pretty good. I, I I like that they decided that Bucky's the problem, and that's why it's civil war. So that that is actually the thing that I'm nervous about. Really? Um, yeah, because you're I, more nervous about a dude named Speedball who tries to blow himself up and kills kids. No, 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 no. I mean no. Nitro. I'm sorry. No, I more mean like uh, yeah. If if Bucky is the problems, and that's why they do the registration act. Yes. Well, yeah, because there's been some rumor that they may not actually have a registration act in the movie, um, and yeah, if that's that true, too, yeah. If it's really just like... If the Civil War is solely on Bucky, I don't think that'll work. No, no. Yes. What what I think is, and I mean, I could be wrong watching the trailer, but there's a part where you see Bucky running and blowing things up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then afterwards, he's kind of, you know, stuck and he doesn't remember doing it. Mm -hmm. And so Cap is trying to say, hey, he's my friend and he's been programmed. Right. And Iron Man says, well, he needs to take responsibility for what he did. And... Then they have that sweet scene where he's fighting both of them, yeah. and he's like punching the shield, and he's blocking. But oh my gosh, I cried when I saw that. <laughs> Refresh my memory: when we last left Bucky and Winter Soldier, he was just kind of browsing museums, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going around a museum. When like, did he get captured? Um, in the I, movie that it, we haven't seen yet. Okay, they show him at the end of. <laughs> it seems like it's, it starts yeah. from like after that. They show him. No, at, that's how the trailer starts. Well, they yeah. captured him in Ant Man's yeah. bonus scene, but it's like again, how do they capture him? Like he was I on the lamb. They're, they're fucking going to make a movie about that. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like about it is the thing I was worried. I guess it's not a worry thing. Is is this really just going to be Avengers two point five? And after watching it, it feels like a Captain America yeah, movie. Oh, totally. the, the trailer. Yeah, and I love that. Uh, Black Widow is against him yeah. because she doesn't agree. I think it's I think it sets up for something really cool. I just don't want it can't be as simple as Steve Rogers choosing Bucky over Tony. Like um, it, it there like needs there to be to a bigger oh, issue sure going on. Way more. Yeah. And the trailer buries a lot of stuff. There's no Baron Zemo, there's very little crossbones in the trailer. Like the actual yeah. villains of the they film revealed does does War Machine die? <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's there's a cool. scene where like he's holding him. Yeah, which I mean, he's not dead. But, just, like, it's a weird thing. He just <laughs> passes out in the suit, man. He's tired. But how cool is the Black Panther in it though? Too. Yeah, I thought yeah. the costume looks really cool. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. Um, so I, I, think, I, I think it looks cool. I think it looks cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Steve, you don't give a shit, right? I haven't watched the trailer yet. Oh, oh, oh okay, <laughs> oh, great. Okay. You should. It's good. Trust me. I will. <laughs> that, that part where uh, um, Cat America's like, but he's my friend, and then Tony's like. But I thought I was your friend. It was also kind of, I don't know, a little melodramatic. <laughs> but but they remember when he's fighting them and he has to fight both of them. It's awesome. That that line of dialogue also feels edited together. So I, I don't know that the, it's not from it the happens same scene. The, exactly. <laughs> or, well, or if it is like, it's probably not from a scene where like they punch each other and then say that the way they do in the trailer. Like, which I think is part of what makes it feel. I just so hope Captain America has a speech about. Why he's doing the right thing. 
Yeah. Like he does in his other I movies, he, and I, I want to stand up and salute. I hope he decides to stop being Captain America. Like, if he takes off the suit, he's like, I'm the Patriot now. Well, I That'd mean, if you, if you read the comic book, events. does he do that at the end of Civil War? No. Something well, much yeah. worse happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, he kind of does. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> um... Cool. Uh, we also, well, we didn't do anything. Uh, Fox, like, just sort of tried to quietly, <laughs> Fox tried to quietly remove Fantastic Four 2 from their, um, upcoming releases. And of course, everybody was like, ha ha! You guys suck. Uh, so it became news that they are definitely not gonna make Fantastic Four 2, which they shouldn't, because they fucked up the first one. Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, like, my only concern is, they like, they, st- they still said, like, well, they said, like, a while ago, I'm not sure if it's still on the table or not, but, like, they still want to in- integrate all of those Fantastic Four characters into the X-Men universe. Yeah. Are they still planning on doing that, or are they just scrapping all Fantastic Four altogether? Uh, they haven't really announced that yet, which... Yeah. Do you think they're going to release There's still a, a chance that they're going to fuck this up. A so Blu-ray like, called The Trank Cut? <laughs> <laughs> sounds filthy. <laughs> Get tranked. Um, <laughs> Get tranked. Yeah, well, and they are, like, at the same time, we've got rumors going on around... Um, Actually, that would be really shitty for Fox to like specifically label like <gasps> they're releasing the movie, but it's, it's they only released the director's cut, so it's like more yeah. on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should. Like there is no regular edition. I would, now. I would just... buy the Blu-ray if they had a behind-the-scenes making of, and yeah. all they did was trash him. I think that'd be awesome because those are my favorite making ofs when they yeah. say, "Oh yeah, this guy was an asshole." <laughs> but uh, on the Bordello of Blood Blu-ray, all they do is just rip Dennis Miller about how much of a piece of shit he is. I'm like, oh, I love this. Corey Feldman was saying how much of a piece of shit Dennis Miller is. Uh, the guy who wrote choreography, his autobiography, oh wrote how much of a piece of shit <laughs> Dennis Miller is. I love That's those special about. features. That's so cool. And they're just like, yeah, this guy's an asshole. Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, shoot, I forgot where I was going. So hopefully they have... <laughs> Scott, is it Scott Kinberg? Is that the producer? Simon mm. Kinberg. Simon Kinberg. And he comes out and he's, cause he basically says, yeah, that dude's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. He can't do Boba Fett. <laughs> and then they add this sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, and there's also, there's rumors going around about, uh, Brian Singer making a sequel to Apocalypse to film like, Next year or the year after? Is that, I think a, it's is that a rumor? I thought they confirmed that. Uh, I I don't know that it's a hundred. I mean, the next one's not even out yet. I have a hard time like. But it's also X Men, which is like a very established and yeah. like it, yeah, Apocalypse is going to make its money back. But like, the question then is like, if there's if they're in talks about, well, what do you do as a sequel to Apocalypse? Do you go get the Fantastic Four characters? That's and, true. I can and, see that. Yeah, and you know, push them into whatever your new yeah. X Men thing is, and yeah. you know. Because I don't know how if you make X V F, X Men versus in Fantastic Four, it practically writes itself. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you could do that. You could. Um, anyway, Kevin thanks Bacon- for laughing at my joke a minute later, Steve. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that actually was in Roman numerals. <laughs> It'd be ten five X V F F. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It'd anyway. be X V I V. Because four is. Oh, oh, right. Ah! Yeah. Like, now I understand the joke. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> um, Fox, anyway. call me. I have ideas. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's also going to make a TV show out of Tremors. Fuck Very you! And be in it. Uh, and be in it, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm okay with that. I would watch Tremors TV show. 
You know, it'd be sweet if it just took place in a town where they outlawed dancing, and then all of a sudden the Grappoids show up. Yeah! It's a Tremor show, but not with his character. Just him and John John Lefkow standing on a roof yelling at each other. Because I'm pretty sure in Tremors he also uses tractors. So the universe is just... He's basically the same character from Footloose. God told me to dance on a roof! Just don't dance on the ground. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll get you. <laughs> and then there's a legitimate side to John Lithgow's argument. Like, yeah. We can't dance. Can't dance. <laughs> if you dance, they come. <laughs> you're, you're waking the tremors. Hey, uh, Brad, I think we just found your next short film. <laughs> uh, Footloose 2. You hear that, Zach? Let's get on it. A <laughs> uh, whole lot of shaking going on. Uh, anyway, I, that's all the news I have, unless I missed something. Anybody? I feel like there's something else. But... Maybe. There was something interesting that I was going to bring up, and then I forgot about it. So, that's and not Star news. Wars? Star Wars stuff? There's all, I, I honestly there's ignore Star all the like Star Wars stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, if, there, if there's an article about Star Wars, I, I scroll past it to be completely honest. If you want to read about Star Wars, go onto literally every fucking movie website, and yeah. they'll tell you what's going on. Uh, but I have tickets to the movie, so I don't give a shit. I'm yeah. just going to go see it. So... You're going to one of the like 3 a.m. screenings. I'm going to a 6:25, yeah. Um, which, just so everybody knows, according to Steve, yeah, yeah. you're allowed to bring in pillows, blankets, and and wear PJs. You're just not allowed to fall asleep. You cannot, okay. But for real though, you can't fall asleep because we're technically a bar, so we have to kick I you out. I figured. Oh, but wow. you, you can That's get as, as comfortable thing to do is wake people as, up. Yeah, as comfortable oh, as you need to get, as long as it's not uh, in the way of like servers or another oh, yeah. guest. It's not disruptive. So obviously, like you know, mm-hmm. be responsible. But I mean, if you want to bring in, you know, when, when we did the. Uh, the overnight, um, what, what was that marathon we did of uh, the David Lynch show? Twin Peaks. Uh, Twin Peaks. Oh. We did the 24-hour Twin Peaks marathon. Why would anyone fall asleep to that, Steve? <laughs> because it's an amazing show, and, and David uh... Lynch is great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people brought like you know like pillows and stuff for that, too. There's so. about one in five who thinks David Lynch is great. Yeah. I'd say everything he's been in is great. Everything he's done is great. Let's make it two and five. Hey. Three? Ew. Three and five. Everything? I don't think I've seen anything that I have not liked from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like the movie with the with the lawnmower. That's a great movie. The Disney film he made. Yeah, the one where he drives a lawnmower. The most, the most, like the movie's the, awesome. Like the weird dark horse of the David Lynch universe. <laughs> yeah, like. it's a great movie. He meets that little girl and she, he puts all the sticks together and he's like, "That's family." And I was like, "Yeah, it is." I like the sitcom <laughs> short film he made about people who are rabbits. No. That's my favorite one by him. I think Eraserhead is an obnoxious film. That's not, that's not Eraserhead. Or, yeah, no, I know. I'm just okay. saying, I'm just saying separately, <laughs> I think Eraserhead is an obnoxious film. But anyway. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to. So it'll be an early morning for James seeing Star Wars. I'll be there. Yeah. My be parents there. are coming. Wow. And, and Ryan's parents are coming. What day are you going? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. 625. I don't wake up ever for anything. Yeah. Not really. Here's the thing. Do, do you want to hang out with my kid I'm for so, a night? <laughs> I'm so impressed. He'll wake you up. I'll wake my ass up for this. That's the thing. If, if I fall asleep during the Star Wars movie, there's a bigger problem, so you should just kick me out. Like, is, put, uh, put me out of my misery. Like, Good luck trying to get a second ticket, James. <laughs> oh, that was uh, the other news. The fact that they said they're going to do a Star Wars film every single year now. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> like, well, but I mean, I will say that because I'm not a big Star Wars. They're not saying an episode m- movie. They're saying there will be a movie in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like that's gonna 
wear thin pretty quickly. Right. Right. They don't care. If they make a billion That's dollars true. a year and for I'm the next couple of years, that. they'll be fine. Yeah, every. I mean, sad. like. Uh, sold out. Yeah. Now, I feel, now I know how everyone who does not like the Marvel films, films feels like. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we, we go see one or two Marvel movies a year, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. Do you guys know how many days like you're sold out? Because I know Thursday's already all gone completely, but. Well, I'm pretty sure all the nights um, for that first weekend are sold out, but I mean, you can still get tickets for like those really weren't random, like, you know, between 2 a.m. and. 8 a.m. shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the 3D ones aren't selling as fast, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but there's only like two or three of those. There's only there's only a few. Yeah. Cause just because we we were we had to like we didn't have a choice. We had to yeah. do a few 3D shows. But um. Maybe. But yeah, once the week gets going, I think it's a little bit easier. I think on Christmas Eve you can get like seats at the at the 420. And, well, and get we, we have shows on sale up until the first of January. So yeah. even if you don't go opening weekend, you can still mm. there's yeah. plenty of seats available up until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But I'll be there at 6.25 in the morning. <laughs> and who knows? If it's really good, I'll just mosey on over to the next theater and see it in 3D. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's how I roll. Nope. <laughs> I did not? that for Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I don't think as many people were excited about Amazing Spider-Man 2, though. I, so, like, that's a true story. I went and saw an IMAX 3D at midnight on Thursday, and then I was back seeing it like at 11 the next day. So there was like a six-hour break in between. I saw the first Avengers film three times in 24 hours. Wow, that yeah. movie was great. Yeah, that's Man. seven. That's like seven hours. <laughs> that's my number one film from 2012. Yeah, I mean, I I love the Avengers, but that's like a good third of your of a full 24 hour day. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's in that same theater too. Yeah, this is pretty like, Alamo. I was I was at the AMC a lot that day. Yeah, Chris. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because I saw it. So I saw it at midnight. And then I saw it the next day during the day, and then I saw it with my family that next evening. And so the, like, it was over around 11 or, or maybe even right after midnight. Yeah, I had to do it that day, too. Yeah. It was theaters the next day, so. I, it was, yeah. Yeah, it didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah. In and out. <laughs> so, anyway, that's whatever segment that was. What do we want to do cool. next, Cool. Uh, this is coming out on Blu-ray. Yep, it is. membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, good. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. Uh... Just like every year, there's a Blu-ray re-release of Christmas Vacation out this week, so <laughs> go get another copy, guys. It's so true. What version is it? When I was at Best Buy yesterday, like they the literally fifth. had a steelbook, like the 20th anniversary, and another one right next to each other. Oh yep. Um, because every year, somebody remembers they don't own it. Yeah. And then every year, someone's just a little more disappointed that it isn't the original Vacation. I really like Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, every year I watch it. Do you? Uh huh. I think it's all right. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like sneakers. Good. Uh, Fear, <laughs> first season of Fear the Walking Dead is out on Blu-ray this week. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, am I supposed? to... It looks like the, from the cover, it looks like it's a show about basketball. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, okay. And someone creepily looking zombies. in the distance. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first episode that's really good, and then you have to get through four episodes, or meh, and then the last episode is that's oh, all right. Can I watch just the first and last episode? Yeah. 
All right, deal. Uh, <laughs> Cooties is out on Blu-ray this week as well. I had fun with that um, movie. Yeah, that, was that, was a, that, was a, that was a fun one. That yeah. was the the best of the zombie, zombie, comedy, zombie comedy movies that we saw this year. Um, Good Night, Mommy is out this week, which is the horror film about some little kids who uh, totally want to kill their super French mom or whatever she is. Yep. Uh, did you guys see it? Nope. I saw it. It was great. Sounds right. Oh, okay. Yeah. It it looks real messed up. The the ending is one of those. It's pretty telegraphed. I mean, if you have seen a movie before, they you killed can, their mom. <laughs> guess the ending. I, I don't know. I won't give it away unless oh, you guys want me to and want to do a spoiler or anything. But um, yeah. The the ending's pretty like oh duh. But like through that the the torture sequences and um the pacing and um the kids and their interaction with the mom their relationship was actually really fascinating. You have to read subtitles. You do. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ryan. I remember that film was showing at the sea, and there was another film at the same time showing at the Mayan called The Mommy. Or I think it might have been at, at Ch- Cheese Otis. And, like, they are very different films, and I saw the wrong one. So, <laughs> like, because I think The Mommy is, like, about, like, a um, woman dealing with her daughter being gay. Like, wow. which hmm. is, I didn't even hear about that one. It's a very, di- <laughs> it was not what I was expecting. There's like, movies that I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? And I, like, <laughs> Read what movies are coming out every week, and yeah. he says, "I saw this movie this week. What movie is that?" Yeah. And when you put it in IMDb, it doesn't even come up. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm that underground. <laughs> you are. Uh, season one of Zoo um, is out this week. Is it? The, oh, it's got Billy Burke in it. Yeah, my in-laws. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna make a joke about Zoophilia, but now it's got <laughs> Billy Burke in it. My in-laws watched that, and I have no idea what it's about. Is it cool? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> It's got Billy Burke in it, it's right? It's pretty cool to We Bought a Zoo. Hey, I like We, we, uh, we Bought a Remember Zoo. Remember when Billy Burke is hacking wood in the Twilight movie oh, for no reason? And then that dude shows up and is like, I need to show you something. And he takes all his clothes off. And then he, That and, was cool. And then <laughs> so Billy Burke good. literally looks at the camera and is like, what the fuck am I in? All right. Steve, Steve, you're laughing like you don't know that this is a real scene in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen the Twilight movie, Steve? I'm not. No, you, oh, gotta see, you gotta see that last one. How many are there? Four? Which one's long? About to be five. Breaks in five. Do you guys remember? Oh, that's at the end <laughs> of... Which uh, giving birth. That's at the end of the second third, to last one. I like that one. one. We, it's yeah. terrifying. So, we, the funny story about that is... So, Brad was actually the first one of us to see it. But you went as a joke. <laughs> yeah. The new moon, yeah. Well, yeah, the new moon. And then we, we're the doing the podcast. The and we're, we're going, oh, man, that's the only movie. We should, like, hate watch these. And then we had this thing where we expect every movie, we're going in to be good. So I went to Blockbuster when it was still around, and I rented the th- two previous? How many yeah. are there? I yeah. think there's, there's four. So, there's, so there's four. we saw there's the last two in Twilight Theater, Eclipse right? and New Moon and New Moon 2. Okay, so we no, saw... Newer Moon. None of that. <laughs> That's none not of, right? None of that was correct at all. <laughs> so how did, how did moon Twilight? Die it's Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, and then two Breaking Dawns. Yeah. Breaking Dawn? Oh, so there's five! There's five. Yeah. Yeah. There's about they, to be five movies. They split, they split the that's, last book into two, that's even right, though the last because book could have been like this big. I rented three of them before we saw the fourth one, Yeah, because I said, I'm going to make this fair and so i sat there and i watched i'm like oh the first one this is a piece of shit and then the second one i started getting a pain in my head (laughs) and by the third one i i had a headache and i couldn't really i thought i was getting sick (laughs) and then we left to go see the movie and the fourth one started i'm like oh that's why i have a headache (laughs) it's because she can't live without a dude with sparkly skin who runs really fast through a forest with horrible CGI? Well, don't worry, because they're rebooting them right now, filming what? it. Like, is Billy Burke in them? I don't. Maybe. Is Anna Kendrick? Because like, if not, I do not care. I know. It, th- here's the twist. It's from Edward's perspective now. 
So uh, fuck. I used to like Blood Orange or something like that. Like, <laughs> fuck. Kendall, do you like Twilight? No, I. Or do you hate watch him? I like. Um, I used to live with my best friend who was obsessed with it, mm. and when you live in a room this big, you have to. Like, <laughs> you gotta. You gotta watch. You gotta it. do what yeah. you gotta do. Huh? You gotta hate oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> But they're filming that now, so expect that next year at some point, or maybe the next year after that. I feel like I should watch them at some point, just because it's like yeah. part of like the generational canon. Unfortunately, yeah. oh, they're like, so bad. I, think I own one on accident. I no. somebody. We'll watch that one, and then we'll go to Blockbuster. Oh wait, <coughs> they don't exist. No. Oh no. You, yeah. Is there a YouTube video with just 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 the Billy Burke parts cut together? <laughs> I'm sure there is. Because <laughs> here's the thing, Steve. The reason I talk about Billy Burke is that yeah, he and James. he and Anna Kendrick play the regular people. So everybody else in the movie is insane in some way or another. And Billy Burke just like, so the scene we're talking about where he's, he's chopping wood and this boy shows up and in the woods and takes his clothes off because he needs to show something to Billy Burke. Which what does he show is him? exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, he shows him how his body changes. So, Ooh, not, a, not a boy anymore. <laughs> Every time that Billy Burke is in the movie, he gives this look like he does not have time for this bullshit. <laughs> Because all the dumb stuff that happens, like, by the fourth movie, he doesn't even care about his daughter. He's just like, this. She goes, she miss, she so goes missing. Bad. She goes missing for, like, yeah. months. Yeah. And, I think you and I'm pretty sure, I, I might be the scene I add in my head, but I'm pretty sure Billy Burke looks at the camera at that point. Like, <laughs> like the all right, office. I guess so. Oh. That might be just a little snippet I added, but that's what he's conveying in his performance. And sure. everything Anna Kendrick says in the movie is, like, I, in theaters, the audience would laugh at her lines because they're like, oh, Anna Kendrick's character just doesn't get it. But everything she says is like, why are these people so insane? Like, this is stupid. What is happening here? Anna Kendrick is... She's the a, voice of reason. A perfect person. Yeah. And a perfect actor. Yeah. So, that's my statement on that. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, Queen of Blood yep. is, com- <laughs> is coming out on Blu-ray this week. Love the name. Yeah. Uh, is it like a... Old horror film? Yeah, it's an old horror film. Uh, I can't tell who it's from. Uh, but it's a giant floating head of a woman, um, like in space or something. And there's just like dudes flying out of her, where her face is. See, I, um, I, I, it's crazy. I looking. bought Taste the Blood of Dracula for the name alone because yeah. that's a sweet title. I'm uh, going to get it. <laughs> speaking of Dracula, Vincent Price's Twice Told Tales is out this week as well. Which is a pretty good one. It's just a picture of Vincent Price, and he's all wide-eyed. He's like, ah! But he's on a book. And a skeleton is reading There's my boy! Uh, so, and then... <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Speaking of skeletons. <laughs> uh, Fort Massacre. Uh, the West unholsters its most savage story with Joel McRae. Fort Massacre nice. on Blu-ray this week, so check it out. Kellen. Hi. Okay. I know, I have the cutest kid ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's Blu-rays. Right? That is. What else do we have to do? I have a comic if you guys want. Oh, yeah. Hey. Hey, go ahead, Henry. Hey man, read this. I told you, I don't like horror comics. Think of it more as a survival manual. There's a number on the back. 
and pray that you never need to call us. We're dedicated to a higher purpose. We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. Okay. Um uh Marvel just started uh Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. Ooh. Or no, it's eight it's Shields Howling Commandos. Cool. I think is what it's called. They just started. Um it's I think it's I think it's Nick Fury leading a bunch of old Hollywood monsters to like save the world. Wait, it's like, amazing. It's, like the Universal Monsters? <laughs> yeah, it's like a mummy, uh it's Warwolf, who I think is the most useless like Superhero they've ever had, who's a werewolf that only happens like when Mars is in like the sky. Did you say which is like two months a year? Did you like, say his name is Warwolf? Warwolf, oh, not fuck. werewolf. Warwolf. That's awesome. This yeah. is so cool. You just sold me on that name alone, and I'm a big Marvel guy. I've never heard of Warwolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's all. It's like uh, a mummy, like from Egypt, like actually from Egypt is in it. Sweet. Frankenstein's there. Um, they have, I think, like, f- like I think two other like. Monster people yeah. in the team, and it's just them trying to save the world. Cool. It's it's it used to be like Lady Deadpool and the yeah. uh, Howling Command and the Howling Commands, which were like yeah. these guys, and uh, then that series ended, and now it's they're now all Agents of Shield, and now they're trying to save the world. It's amazing. Sweet. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Warwolf, Agent of Shield, next year on ABC. But like those things, like Warwolf, because like he seems like the most useless like hero, because like he can only turn to a werewolf. When, uh, like, Mars is in the sky. Okay. Which, there are, like, three months a year that that is not happening. <laughs> so we better hope that nothing happens those three Everybody months. Everybody needs a vacation, man. Yeah. You know what I love when a writer is saying, hey, you can write a comic book. He's like, I'm going to go into the depths of Marvel's characters, <laughs> and I'm going to find somebody and put them in there. What is this werewolf? <laughs> Warwolf? <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty good. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We will have to check that out. Uh, stats. We have stats left. Cool. Look at my shit. Look at my shit. I got my blue Kool-Aid. Oh, you got your Kool-Aid. I got my fucking milk I got shurikens. I got different flavors. I got them. I got their size. Look at that shit. I got size. I got blades. Look at my shit. This ain't nothing. I got, I got rooms of this shit. Kid's going crazy. I know. So what, what comes out next week? Oh, Krampus. 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 So how well is Krampus going to do? Is that um, the only film coming out next, next week? I don't know. Uh, uh, Steve, Kendall, you're shaking Steve, your head. Steve the Professional is saying yes. <laughs> it is coming out next week. Oh. <laughs> His professional opinion. Okay. Professional opinion, it is coming out. <laughs> I'm excited. I, it's I'm uh, it done up. by yeah. Mike Doherty, and he did... Uh... Yeah, Chirac, the letters, life, Macbeth, and youth. Oh, oh, yeah. Sh- oh, Chirac Macbeth. is only is, online, it, but right? is Macbeth's got to be limited, right? Sorry, uh, is Macbeth yeah. limited? Yeah. yeah, Macbeth yeah. has to be limited. I can't yeah. imagine yeah. it's going to uh, be. But it's Michael Fassbender, and there's this, like, I have this steal yeah. from the set where he's, like, in this rain of blood. I'm like, ah, oh, that's awesome. And, I'm very and, excited. And the last Michael Fassbender movie also went wide too quickly and didn't do very well, so yeah. they'll, they'll probably keep it limited. I don't, mean, I don't agree with you going wide too quickly. I, I, I think either. that it was, it was slated up at the wrong time. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think it should have either been earlier or later in the year. Hmm. I think during the time it came out, it was up against too much of the same audience. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, um... I, I think do that, yeah. even doing it later would it like even like instead of like Krampus and all those other movies, Krampus against Steve Jobs, obviously Steve Jobs probably would you know prevail not have a or problem least, against yeah. Krampus. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm saying Krampus is probably going to make 
seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just because there's too much right now. It's yeah. yeah. Besides the Hunger Games, which will probably win again next week, and you know, or maybe the Good Dinosaur will win next week. Yeah, it could. But there's just uh, I think there's just too much going on, and I think actually Creed's gonna have a lot of legs. I think mm-hmm. so too. Um, so yeah, it, it's just I think the movie looks really cool, and I really like the writer and director of it, but. It's just it's got a great cast. Oh yeah, and the cast is really good. It's Adam Scott. Is it, Adam Scott. Yeah. Is it yep. too early? I don't know if it's too early. I just think it's one of those movies I think is going to be good. And it's going to be lost. I mean, because you can't release it two weeks from now. You no. could only you could only yeah. push it back one week. Yeah, I, I think um, you, I think you put it out now and just see if you can counter program. Yeah, everything else because it's really the, and it's PG thirteen. So oh yeah, I mean, it, but it will draw people away. I guess if the if you're going for the teenage crowd. The, the larger problem is really Star Wars because right. oh, I mean, yeah. like from from my point of view, of someone who's who's like trying to like operate a theater, like obviously you want as many screens as you can possibly have while respecting the other studios and the other yeah. films, you know. So like Alvin the Chipmunks and then Sisters comes out the same day as Star Wars. So obviously they have to have screen space, but everything before knows that like their lifespan is going to be very short. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's why like. The next releases, like I think, like in the heart of the sea, might come out the week after. Yeah, yeah it's so like awesome, again, like yeah. that's gonna have that's it's gonna got have two weeks. A, a tough time really yeah. trying to gain any right. legs. Because like there's like a lot of like movies coming out like the week before or like three days beforehand. Like there's also like Point Break, the Will Ferrell one. Are uh, you are you arguing that Point Break is gonna? Not no, I'm just saying legs? that like there's Christmas, like though. that's Christmas though. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, so it, Star Wars not Christmas anymore. No, Star no, Wars is the 18th. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So everything before that. I think everyone's kind of a little nervous to get into that kind of spot because they know that yeah. they'd be uh, their lifespan would be snipped a little short. Right. So by Alvin and the Chipmunks. By Alvin and the Chipmunks. The road, the road chip. chip. <laughs> when, when I got the news that they were switching from Christmas Day to the 18th, I seriously like punched a hole through a wall. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that means one less screen for Star Wars. Does, road, does road Chip need a 3D space too? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Have you yeah, ever read like what David Cross said about those movies? Uh, oh, yeah. No, I remember this. Well, he makes like, a comment about in With Bob and David. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, they paid me a lot of money and they're pieces of shit, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. the fourth one, though. Can you believe that? I don't. I mean, like, how much money do those movies make? I remember when, like, the first one came out. I, I can. My yeah, little but here's brother the thing: is I went head. when I went and saw the Good Dinosaur. I saw it this afternoon, and I was in the theater was sold out, and it was about eighty five percent kids because it was parents with all their kids. Yeah, they were laughing at that movie, so they know what they're doing, and the studios know that if mom and dad, if the kids want to see it, mom and dad's going too. So there's yeah. three tickets, three tickets, yeah. three tickets. It's a. Uh... I'm, I've never been more proud of my brother who's six. We saw Peanuts movie and we saw like the trailer for that beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I leaned in like in the part where it's like the green, like with was van. I leaned in and said like, how are you, do you want to go see that? And he goes, no. Good for him. Like, I'm really, I'm, I've never been more proud of him. Like, <laughs> not, not, not specifically against Peanuts or anything, but just like for a kid to have that kind of opinion be like, Instead of just be like, yeah, movie. Yeah. Like, nah, nah, right, I'm exactly. going to film with Luke He's going to, your brother's going to become president of the United States. I'm so proud of you, but remember when you turned down seeing Road Chip? <laughs> this is second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. All right, well, that's next week. Yep. Uh, reviews? Yeah. Uh, what movie do you want to do first? Um, let's do The Good Dinosaur first. Cool. James, should people go see The Good Dinosaur? Um, yeah, it's, it's good. It is not inside out, but it's better than most kids movies. So yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was charming. So Kendall, have you seen the good dinosaur yet? No. 
Steve, have you seen the good dinosaur? Me. Yeah, I saw it this oh, morning. Dick. I I tried to give da, options, da, but I was da, like, da, listen, da, we're da, recording da. at Real Nerds tomorrow this time. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I saw it this morning. Um, I also kind of have the same kind of like feeling that you do, James. It's gorgeous. Some of the shots in there, aside from like there being an animated dinosaur, I was like, that looks real. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Aside like, from that living, talking dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that talking, giant, green dinosaur. Other probably that, not real. Probably not real. I don't know. They do do, they do, do shrooms in it at one point, so you never yeah. know. Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that soon. Spoilers. Um, but yeah, no, oh my god, the animation is is absolutely stunning. It's absolutely fantastic. Brad. Well, we're skipping you. Well, I'm, I'll go last. <laughs> All right. Um, about <laughs> ten minutes in the movie, I was like, eh, "Okay, this might not be Pixar's best effort, but at least they tried." And it, looks, <laughs> it looks it looks phenomenal. But by the end, I was like, "Oh my god, you sons of bitches!" <laughs> Tugging on well, people's heartstrings. Yeah, and then the end is, but the end is just so like it's just yeah, it's yeah. abrupt. Like, it's did like he? The door slams. It's like I don't feel like that qualifies for the mark. Like, that's yeah. your own journey, not right. the family's journey. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, fucking whoa, whoa. I was vague. Move on. <laughs> that's not vague at all. <laughs> Henry, should people go see? Um, I am kind of like in the same vein as all of you guys. Like, we talked yesterday about it. Um, I'm going to say no. You don't need to see it. Right. Like, uh, you don't need to, unless you're like, you were already set on seeing it, you do not need to see it. Mm-hmm. You can wait till it comes out on like DVD or Blu-ray. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love Pixar. Um, yeah, if they didn't have two movies this year, it'd be, yeah, I, I'm in the same, a, same thing. Yeah, it'd be a really great movie. It's still a great movie. You should definitely see it. If they just hadn't made Inside Out so damn good, <laughs> yeah. that's like <laughs> comparing one piece of gold to another piece of gold. At the end, it's still gold. Here's a trailer for the Good Dinosaur. Deep man, I know. his name i don't know i name him i keep him killer ah. stinky violet spike lunatic spot spot come here spot come here well ain't you just the cutest thing <laughs> i'm done being scared if you ain't scared you ain't alive
Did any of you figure out what that film's about from the trailer you just heard? Because I know I didn't know what this one was about when I went in. <laughs> but that's the thing with Pixar movies, yeah. is their trailers don't let on to anything what the movie's about. Yeah. It's always like, look at how colorful this is. They actually tend to mismarket them. So like before Inside Out, I was like, man, this seems risky. This might not be great. And then like before this movie, I was like, this seems like a lot of just an adventure movie. Like, ah, yeah. what if this isn't very good? Is there, is there no heart here? Let's, then, does anyone know? I didn't. I didn't have enough time to like kind of look back and see but does anyone know about what the issues were with like the production and like why it was i heard there were a ton but i didn't like yeah, look at is, i think it's, it I, comes down to like it usually does on story like yeah. they just they well, watched was, it they felt like it wasn't up to their standards so they had to go back and it's yeah. got it's got a lot of like loose ends in it that feel like they were part of a different movie yeah like characters will pop up and you're like oh that they clearly were a bigger part, and now they're just like a funny yeah. little joke that dropped right. in. Like the character that has all of the pets? Yes. Like, like that so guy showed up, which was like the best part of the film. Oh, I so love funny. his uh, dream crusher. What's his name? It protects me from like over... From, yeah, from, from setting uh, unrealistic goals. goals. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was the best line in the entire film. It is. Film. It's like, the best line in the movie. And, but like yeah. he's there for like maybe two, like 30 seconds. Yeah. And I felt like, cause, like for me, like after like thinking about it for a little bit, it feels very much like a poor man's Finding Nemo. Like, uh, it's about these two unlikely yeah. people who have to stick together in order to get home. They meet a whole bunch of wacky characters along the way. And I was excited, like, like once they... Because I was thinking about the entire thing. Like, even though you're going to get home, the plot... Like, the you set up in the beginning that, like, you're not going to survive the winter because you needed both of you to get all the food. So you're going to get... And so I thought, like, at the end, it was, they'd get home, and then, the, like, Charles would be like, we got all this food for you, or whatever. But then they got home at the end, and I'm like, so they're all dead now. Yeah, they like, said. There's a lot of stories in there that feel what? like that's what the movie was, and then it's not. So, like, they they have to resolve the struggle between those two characters, right? Yeah. One of them blames the other one for this, right? Yeah. So, first you're thinking, like, oh, that's the big emotional ending is, like, forgiveness. And then, like, well, that gets done at some point. And then yeah. there's, like, well, we got to get home. And that's the big thing. Yeah. But there's also this story about, like, well, you don't have a family. So, clearly, you're going to become a part of my family. And you're going to be really good at picking corn, which yeah. is going to save us from the winter. Yeah. Um, and that, and doesn't, that doesn't really happen but, either. But then the whole problem with this is that they have all these things that are just kind of mired about. Because they set up this ticking time bomb, time bomb of, like, we have to get this done before the first snow. And it's like, oh, shit. They have to get it done before the first snow. But then... There's that one part in the movie, and it comes, and it's like, oh, it's early, but then it doesn't, it's not really snowing that much anymore. Yeah. And then he gets to the end of the movie, and then it's like, oh, we picked it all, we're good, there's no snow. The end. Yeah. Like, what? There were, like, no stakes. Yeah, there are zero stakes at all. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. But it's so, like, I agree, but I still really liked it. So when when the credits came up... It just feels like, what what you're leaning on is, like, it feels like... It had a troubled past, and it right. clearly did. Well, when the credits came up, and I felt the same way about when I saw it the night before, I was like, uh-huh. I was like what's, the, what's the problem with this? And it says, story by, and there's like six names. It's like, yep. okay. Yeah. Same thing with like the night before. It's like, written by five screenwriters. It's like, yeah. okay, well, there's the there's the problem. It's because just too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Because yeah. I would I would say it's less cohesive than even Brave is. But. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's more of a hero's journey. I don't think in so much as it's focusing on one thing. It's what does one person do to overcome their fear of whatever it is. Oh, that's the one I forgot about. And, you know, that's what uh, Arlo's doing is, you yeah. know, he's so afraid of everything. But what does he have to do to go out on his own? Yeah, he might have a little helper. But at the end of the day, he's the one who has to make the choices to save the little boy or stand up to the pterodactyls or whatever he's doing. Yeah. And I think that's the movie is it's the hero's choice. Yeah, you're, um, you're right. I forgot that that's, that ends up being like the main. <laughs> that's like the main thing. But like at the same time, I feel like it didn't hit hard enough for no, me. Definitely not. So yeah. I didn't cry. 
No. So no, it's. They, they, Dave, well, if, you, well, if you didn't cry, like. I'm not saying I didn't cry this week. I'm just saying I didn't cry. <laughs> but it's, I think it's a beautiful film. I really do, and I, yeah, I love, I think... I love um, the juxtaposition between how photorealistic it looks and how cartoony the dinosaur is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's basically they modeled him after the Sinclair dinosaur. That's all I could think of. Right. Totally. Yeah. And, In fact, they have like footage of the Sinclair dinosaur <laughs> in front of the Alamo, where they like they're like talking about you know. It's like some amusement park for Sinclair from the 50s. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, I got a message on my Wii U. Maybe someone oh. else likes one of my Mario courses. Wait, there's more but... people playing on a Wii U? Yeah. Um, it was uh, the oh. third best-selling thing at Target. This Like, it broke records. Have you oh, seen yeah. it? I think oh, the new yeah. Nintendo commercials are pretty awesome. What's they're like, uh, these kids are running home, and there's a snowman of Bowser and Mario, and as they run by, you hear Mario go, Wahoo! And he like throws a fireball, and it blows up Bowser, and it says, Play Smash Brothers! And then there's Link's running around, or... Huh. Try for it's a really cool commercial. Um, anyways, but yeah, The Good Dinosaur is a great movie. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you sit there, and you sit there and tell me that a Pixar movie is good. I mean, if comparing it to any other, oh yeah. During that last scene, I was sitting there going like, if this was like a DreamWorks movie, they're this constantly like one of the best. They're constantly ones, screaming yeah. at you, like keeping mm-hmm. the kids' attention, and like yeah. The Good Dinosaur is really quiet through most of the movie. Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. like. Yeah. That's the magic of yeah. Pixar. They're like so strong with their visuals, and they, even when their storytelling is like a little below par, like you're still captivated. It's amazing yeah. because there's par, even par for them is higher than everybody yeah. else's. Yeah, I, I, I was yeah. sitting next to this family, and I was the creep. I, was, I had one ticket, <laughs> and I and at the AMC over here, you have it's like recliner chairs, and you have to, yeah. you know, it's. You, anyways, I was there, and I was in between two families. I was like, oh man, I feel like a creep as a wait right now. I'm like the only thirty year old who doesn't have a kid <laughs> in this theater. <laughs> Anyways, so the part where, like, the pterodactyl's, like, beaks come out and it's, like, jaws, this girl, like, ran over and climbed on her mom and she was terrified. There's some this. scary stuff. Yeah, there is. And it's it's well done. Yeah. It's well done. You know, the I, I thought the movie was really good. There was a gnarly shot right in the beginning where um where Arlo and his dad, they set up the, the trap for the, whatever the, the mm-hmm. critter is that's eating the corn. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so then when they catch the kid and you see what it is and he's, like, trying to get out of the trap... Um, he starts, you know, like to choke himself because he's getting tied up in. Yeah. He's getting tied up in the in the trap, and then it c- cuts to a wide shot of of Arlo looking at him, and so there's the shot of the tree, and the tree is uh, has the rope hanging down, and the kid is basically lying on the ground, like wheezing, almost like he's being hung, mm-hmm. and then Arlo like hits hits the top of the rope to uncut it, almost like almost like you're just watching someone being hung, and then he's yeah. just like for for mercy cuts him. I was like that. Is one of the most gruesome images I've ever seen in mm-hmm. a quote unquote like children's movie. Because yeah. again, it's like, it's not, I don't think it's supposed to be super gnarly, but just like the fact that it was in a wide shot, yeah. really quiet. All you hear is like this kid, <gasps> and it looks like he's being hung, mm-hmm. was like, holy crap. Yeah. yeah they, they don't it's shy gnarly. away from it yeah. because kids are smart and can handle real stories. And that yeah. kid <laughs> ripped off the head of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> nice. Love it. Or, um, I mean, when the, when you, I, I think most disturbing for me is having the pterodactyls show up seem like they're really friendly. Oh, like, yeah. Seem like they're oh, good the, guys. The cult of pterodactyls. And they, yeah, yeah, they bring <laughs> out this adorable little raccoon thingy. Yeah. Sorry, Kendall. Spoilers. I like raccoons. And then they just straight eat that thing. <laughs> and like the tail's hanging out of his mouth. And I was like, oh my... Oh, Howard, why? Yeah. What is a children's film? Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand why they had all the like... Like, he was obviously, like, the cult leader, like, the storm, and I've seen yeah. the eye of the storm, the storm provides. I don't really yeah. get why, but I liked it still. Yeah. yeah. It was like this, like, oh, well, kind of like well the storm provides like... helpless animals that they can just eat. Yeah. Ooh. But, like, yeah. why do they add in the whole kind of, like, Mansonoid kind of 
stuff to they it. Just needed because it's one. creepy. Yeah, it and because they like doing you know. Uh, then of course you get the pterodact or the the tyrannosauruses that are actually That's, really nice. that are like right. cowboys. Yeah, I love it. and <laughs> Sam Elliott. Yeah, and Sam Elliott oh, as yeah. a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> I love oh, man. His story is really good. Oh, it's if great. there was a moment where I was a little bit choked up, it would have actually been his story. Well, so his he says story like, when he gets bitten in the face by what, a crocodile. He, yeah. yeah, and then and then yeah, he's, like, 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 how, he's like, "How are you not afraid?" And he's like, "Son." You're always afraid when you get bit on the face by an alligator. <laughs> you know, that was that was really good. Yeah, you know, and lines like, he drowned in his own blood. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, like, for no, a picture of his blood. blood. Yeah, 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 I drowned him in my blood. Oh, uh, boy. Good yeah. stuff. Good um, stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, I was talking to you about, like, when we got out of the theater. Yeah. Um, it felt, felt very much to me that, like, they're like, Inside Out gets all of our originality and making it, like, the most, like, cool kind of film ever. Put all of the greatest animators we have into Good Times. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like, don't have an A team, don't have a B team. Have two A teams that are working on two different things. Yeah. Like, this, the story A team is over here, and the visuals A team is over here. Yeah, like, we don't have B teams. Yeah, yeah. That's no, true. It's true. Go pick. It's some. hard. It's hard not to recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it's and but, like I said, like I'm the only person that said, no, you don't need to see it. But I yeah. still think this is like what like. Even though I, it's not on par with all of the other Pixar stuff, it's better than pretty much seventy-five percent of the stuff DreamWorks has made. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't necessarily demand that you see it in theaters, which yeah. is why, like today, when my mom texted me and was like, "Oh man, like Dad and I really want to go see a movie at the Alamo today. What can we go see?" I said, "You should go see Creed." James, should people go see Creed? Um, <laughs> I cried for about an hour of this movie. Um, yeah, no, like, shit happens at one point that I knew was gonna happen because it's in the trailer and they do it so well that I was wrecked. Um, I, I have always been a Rocky fan. I mean, I like the first one and I like Balboa and this is definitely right up there with those two. Um, it's a fantastic movie. It is one of the best movies of the year. Um, yes, people should go see Creed. Did you see Creed, Kendall? Uh, no, Steve saw it without me. <laughs> Whoa! Dude! <laughs> she's she's g- giving me shit all week. So. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta take this girl out to a movie at some point. <laughs> Maybe tonight. Kendall, I'm Ew. sorry. You guys should go I'm see sorry. Creed. I'll definitely go see Creed again, because, hell yeah. Now, again, you can probably make the argument that some of, if not some, like the greatest like boxing movies have been made with the original Rocky movies with uh, Raging Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, those are like absolutely fantastic. So for uh, Ryan Coogler to make this film and it be so effective and great, I mean, yeah, it's not perfect. There's some stuff, but like, yeah. again, for being so great and so emotionally moving and also like really engaging, um, it's a great, great addition to the Rocky anthology and just a great boxing sports movie in general because mm-hmm. because rocky movies aren't about boxing they're about life exactly <laughs> henry should people see creed fuck yes <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all i gotta say yeah, like, response. <laughs> nice brad i'm surprised i think uh people actually like this more uh more than me wow like i'm a rocky fan uh but i would if i wanted to watch it again i'd probably just go watch it for that one scene where stallone Talks about stuff being behind him in the past. Mm. Oh, this is really good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was okay for me. Mm. Oh, yeah, I love this movie. Uh, just there, there's moments in movies, and I know they're put in there on purpose. But when uh, Rocky, even in, in the corner in the big fight, mm. is awesome at, in the last round. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I won't spoil it till after you hear um, the trailer for Creed. Yeah, go see this. 
built for this. These boys come in here, they gotta fight for life. People die in the ring. Your daddy died in the ring. I don't know him. I ain't got nothing to do with me. I've been fighting my whole life. It's not a choice for me. Every punch I ever thrown has been on my own. Nobody showed me how to do this. I'm ready. Sick, sick, sick eyes from the nose pressure. Actually slip, zip ties on the protesters. The six wives in the fry of a mold. Whether that a medic can be our bar, I'm the old desert. Dirty needles breaking all the old records. A hundred holes from Chevrolet's old treasure. Old seat used beef as a gold test. A finger rolls, finger waves, process from the old levels. I heard about a third fight between you and Apollo behind closed doors. Is that true? How do you know all this? I'm a son. Great fighter once said, It ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. And keep moving forward. See this guy here? That's the toughest opponent you're ever going to have to face. I believe that's true in the ring, and I think that's true in life. Just show me something. Yeah, this movie's so badass. I, I mean, basically, Stallone is taking on the role of Mickey. Yeah. But in a way that's really cool. Yeah. And well, because here he's got a lot of weight. Yeah. Like we have, um, there was a point near the end of this when, you know, well, near the end of the movie, um, when I was like, man, you know, we last year we had this movie, Boyhood, where they filmed it over 12 years, and it was this cool thing that we got to see the life of this person. And I was like, we have six movies, seven movies Filmed over the lifespan of Sylvester Stallone (laughs) that tell the story of this character as he gets older. And that makes him so lovable. Yeah, and I think, too, and I know Brad doesn't like Oscar stuff, he should be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I think he will now. Because I I think in this movie, he wears the weight of being a boxer in every scene he does. And and what's cool is I've never seen Stallone play such a vulnerable character. Yes. This is the best acting he's done in years. You know, even the first scene where... uh, Adonis is hanging out inside his restaurant and he comes up. He's like, you lost kid. And you can just see that he's, you know, beat up and he's tired and he doesn't, you know, he's not who he used to be. And, um, or like and, when he's essentially begging him not to become a boxer. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. it's, it's just so powerful. And then there's, because yeah, I love the Rocky movies and for the characters arc to be, you know, this, this underdog who rose to the top and then he kind of fell down again and then he rose back up and then he fell down and the ups and downs of his life. You can see it in the character that he's portraying in the film. Um, and he does it so well that I can just point to this. I mean, there's little scenes besides, you know, his big speeches. Uh, the scene where he goes to the cemetery to, uh, to mm-hmm. talk to his wife and stuff is just so brilliant. Yeah. And even a scene as silly as, it's 5.45 in the morning and, you know, Donnie comes out and he's looking and he's dancing like, this is how I get ready in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And he's doing horrible dance moves. It's just, I, I, it's amazing. I love Rocky written by somebody not Sylvester Stallone. Um, because, and directed. Because he directed a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, because Rocky Balboa is Stallone's 
love letter to Rocky as he's old. Uh-huh. Um, and it's about like how he's, he's still in it and he can still do it. And like, it's his big send off of that character. And he's got a lot of scenes where he can see yell at people about how tough life is. Um, and this ends up being a movie where, like you said, he's so vulnerable and that's, that's what killed me. Yeah. Cause he's, so, a, but he's the quiet, uh, yeah. vulnerable, you know, he's yeah. cause yeah. in Balboa, you know, he's beating his chest saying, I'm still, you know, who I am. And this one, he's like, no, this is, beat this, me down and yeah. my yeah, he, wife is dead and everybody I love is dead. And he does, um, he gives up, he gives up, which is, that's when I, that's when I was broken. Yeah. Well, that was the point where as soon as like, it's the, f- the first time you ever see him turn down a fight in any of the movies. And, and that idea and that emotion was so strong that like the rest of the film, I was just fragile. Everything I got is moved on and I'm here. But you know what? It's okay. Because I said to myself, if I break, if I'm hurt, whatever, I ain't going to fix it. Why bother? And I'm just some bum that's living in your crib. Just, just nothing. You're a good kid, a good fighter. But you got your whole future ahead of you, mine? Back there, like all them guys on that wall, in the back, in the past. And like one thing like I like want to make clear, if you have not seen it yet, like this really isn't like, this film is not about Rocky. Right. Like, uh, one thing I was really happy about, like, because I thought it was going to be, like, it's about Rocky training the son of Apollo Creed, where it's really about the son of Apollo Creed being trained by Rocky. Yeah. Like, it's way more about his story than Rocky. He Rocky just happens to be there. Yeah. And so, Which is great, because his character is still really, like, compelling and, yeah. and really well-formed mm-hmm. and yeah, three-dimensional, yeah. and he has, you know... I mean, some of the stuff with uh, his his girlfriend in the movie is a little bit like, eh, they could have put a little more effort in there, but still, yeah. it's like, he's a, you know, Michael B. Jordan is a, a great actor, and yeah. he has a great character, and the fact that it's not about Rocky isn't a detractor. I mean, what I look like, letting you train me while you sit around and die. Just like any other fight. This fight, I've seen it before. It gets as bad as it can get. And most of the time, you don't win it. I don't care. I ain't training if you don't get the treatment. So if I fight, you fight. Yeah. You know, the only scene I did not like in it was when uh, Conlon was talking to his manager and it was filmed like it was a James Bond villain, (laughs) like from the 60s. He's like, you'll fight in this. And it's like a huge (laughs) fireplace (laughs) in like an old stately manner. Yeah, they're they're, they're like at Downton Abbey having tea, being like, I'm going to beat the shit out of that guy. Yeah. Other than that, that was my only scene that kind of took me out of the movie. I was like, wow, this seems, yeah, we get it. He's a bad guy. Yeah, they're super British. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and there, there's one too where uh, where uh, he writes down the whole training routine for for Donnie, uh-huh. and then he takes the the picture of it, and he's yeah. like, "Yo, what if you uh, what if you lose that thing?" And he's like, "Oh no, it's already up in the cloud." And I go, "No, God, please don't, please don't, please don't." And he goes, and then of course Sylvester Stallone looks up and goes. What, what cloud? It's like, just because he's that old. Was, that was funnier than any scene uh, No, but just because he's old, he doesn't need to tape. make <laughs> the same joke. It's true. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, you said this or something. But the, I, I agree with you. I had a hard time with it at first, but like after a beat or two, I was like, well, you know, he's always been a simple man. <laughs> I kind of can see, like... I can almost believe that Rocky'd be like. I he didn't have that robot flat. servant at one point, though. So he should have been up on that. Dude, I don't want to talk about Rocky for <laughs> You know, there's. I also have to point out the the way the movie was made. 
the first fight he has with the dude in Philadelphia, who's he? Uh, the lion, dude. It doesn't have a cut. It's that was so cool. cool. It, it's it's pretty badass. It's, yeah. it's cooler than the than the fight at the end. Oh yeah, yeah which like, is, I was which way is, more yeah. impressed by that fight. That's another problem is that the the end fight is. I mean, it's obviously like a. What's happening all around it is climaxing in a nice way, but like yeah. because that first fight is filmed yeah. so stinking beautifully and it's yeah. done so well, the the like kind of chopped up you know last fight is like a little bit, mm. it's a little just too much. Well, because the first fight feels like a dance, which feel, yeah. which is drastically different than any other Rocky film. Yeah. Um, and then the last fight feels like a Rocky fight. Yeah. yeah I forget is, what you know. Stallone says to him between the eleventh and twelfth round, but then it like really got me. Yeah. I was like, oh. Okay. He's like, well, you're fighting for well, you. Well, because Rocky wants to call it. <laughs> yeah. Rocky's like, no, yeah. I'm going to throw it in. Like, I didn't do it for your dad. I'm going to throw this one in, too. And he's like, no. He's like, we fight together. And that's that's what that whole speech yeah. is. is. Or like, it's like the, it's like the one between like, the 11th and the 12th one. Is that the one where he goes, like, I need to prove I wasn't a mistake? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's that speech. Yeah. yeah. And that guy's pressing on his eye. Yeah. They didn't cut him. Why didn't they cut him? Because they would have called the fight. That's why he's tapping on his back. Yeah. I know that, like, the second time he did it. I was like, oh, that's what they're doing. Yeah. So I mean, I still was like really into the last fight. Too. Oh yeah, like I was. Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, to ride it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, like, but the, yeah, the but first, the first compared fight to the first one, the first fight was just beautiful. beautifully done. Yeah. But there, I still thought there was still definitely there an intensity there to the mm. last one. Oh like, yeah. I remember I was in the I saw the Alamo uh, Friday night opening night and uh, it was like packed. I just in like the very front row and I remember like cause they do that cut like when he first gets knocked out. It gets it goes completely silent as he falls over, and you could hear everyone in the theater go, "Oh!" <laughs> in mine, it's, cre- it's, it's the it's almost the same shot as Creed getting knocked out. But in, in my theater, it was packed too, and it got really quiet when he got knocked out. And some dude's like, "That's some good acting." Fuck off. Yep, that so happened. You didn't go to an Alma, did you? I did not. Nope. Because okay. you guys okay. didn't start okay. movies until the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no one comes in the morning. No I would. I would have been there. Uh, that AMC was sold out, so. Because <laughs> that's where they're all at. Because oh. <laughs> only the plebes wake up that early on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, Brad, what was... Uh, you weren't as excited about it. Why? Um, like I said, like... Boo! The, the, <laughs> the best part of it was, like, it is supposed to be Creed's sto- uh, Adonis's story, but at the same time, like, I didn't feel... Like that in, invested in his story because it's you know his big problem is that he comes from wealth and he's trying to like just create a different name for himself or try to stand out. Like that's not as compelling as Rocky being like a kneecapper in Philadelphia, like trying to make ends meet, uh, uh, trying to make his his like he's he's come he comes from like a a lower status in life and yeah, it's, but- it doesn't have to, he has to fight harder to get up than Adonis like. He's like Adonis is kind of already up there. He just has to, you know, fight harder to be in a higher standing. Is if that makes sense? But it's not about um, because yes, Adonis is raised in money, but he doesn't actually come from it, and he has this huge chip on his shoulder because he's actually like a juvenile delinquent who doesn't have parents, and so in a way he kind of got rescued. Early. He gets yeah he gets yeah. Right. it's like if Annie grew up and was like fuck all this money I'm gonna fight like I agree I'd see that Annie and he intentionally makes his 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 status in life like more more of a, he goes and tries to make it more of a problem so that he can it's just I couldn't get as invested in it. yeah yeah it's that's that's because that's because his biggest opponent 
is himself. himself. Yeah. Right. He has emotional problems that are more. You like how I brought a Stallone uh, <laughs> right. speech right yep. back to yeah. it? Yep. His emotional problems are more damning than him trying to get off of the streets the way the Rocky is in the first one. Um, or not off the streets, but like yeah. just to not be a dude living in Philadelphia. Yeah. But it's a good Born movie. I just, I just felt like, uh, you know, for a movie that's supposed yeah, to be about yeah. Adonis, I was more interested in what Rocky was doing still. So, sure. But th- and when, yes. That's one speech when uh, he admits, like, when Adonis finally figures out that he has cancer. And he's talking about, like, almost in a meta way of, like, mm-hmm. even me, Sylvester Stallone, all of my best stuff is behind me, like the people on the wall. Like, that was just like, yeah, give that guy an Oscar. Oh, yeah. And I would, I would definitely say that if they make another Creed movie and Rocky's not, Rocky is still the more interesting character. You yeah. Know? Like, I love. I kind of liked this movie because they they bury the lead with Rocky a little. Like the first few times you meet him, like he's not bubbly, fun Rocky. And so I'm like on the edge of my seat, just waiting for like, oh, I want him to say something something funny and simple. You know, <laughs> if I can change, you can change, we can change, and we're all changing. Like that's what I'm, I was looking for. And it just takes a while to get there. Um, but uh, but and yeah, uh, Adonis is like you know he's a, he's a fine character, but yeah. he's not. You don't love him the way you love Rocky. Right. Yeah. So. But at the same time, we've also had like five Rocky films to start to love him. Six. Oh, six. six. And he's still compelling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but the, the, but it's cheating because three of those movies are dog shit. Four, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you watched them all? Like, is it like a marathon? Not rec- No, not not all in a row. No, I've yeah. never watched them all in a row. I'm telling you, you can watch all them all in a row. It's just like one. That's consistently <laughs> one movie. Yeah, but like. I, it's more that the his story is consistent, yes, but like the the quality of the films are not as good. Um, Having seen Rocky Four last week or this week, it was this week. Oh yeah, I watched Rocky Four this week. <laughs> that movie's one big montage. It's not great. <laughs> People in the theater were super excited, and I was not sure why. Um, but because they're laughing at the movie, that's the, that's what I realized. Was I was like, oh, you guys are all here to see it because, like, ironically, you like this movie. This movie to me is heartbreaking because I'm like, this is one of the greatest film characters ever, um, and the original has one of the greatest on-screen romances I've ever seen in a movie. And then, like, Adrian, I'm supposed to be moved because Adrian shows up in Russia, and she's got on her snow boots because she can't stay away. I think that's not no. Come on, it's not great. I was really mad when it faded to black after the fight, and I was like, how have you not even mentioned the, like, up the stairs thing? And then it cuts directly to the stairs thing. That's the last thing. I was like, yeah. you better have had that in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a Rocky film without that. they like, add more stairs? I love it. They do it, <laughs> they do it, they do it like, you know. Yeah. That's the other thing I thought was cheesy was the motorcycle thing is basically, like, Creed's version of the stairs. Yeah. But he had no relationship with the motorcycle people other than they were in the neighborhood. Yeah. So it's, it felt a little hollow. But he's a, no, he's a part of Philly now. Well, no, they, they hang out at his gym. But also, there, isn't there the scene, is it is it the first Rocky movie where he's running and all the kids start chasing him? Yes. Yeah, I, I thought that or, was... No, I think it's the second one. Is it the second one? I thought that was kind of a reference to that where it's like, yeah. instead of the kids in the neighborhood running after Rocky, the kids in the neighborhood are running after Donnie. And they all happen to like just because of like the the culture that they're in and like the the city and everything. Know, like, that's what they do. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> Rocky said like, Maybe "Hey, I'm... you," like yeah, Creed you actually made some kind of motion to like, "Hey, like either I want to chase you yeah, or follow right. me or something." He did do that. But well, I think there's a line quietly there where the guy the guy on the bike asks him like, "Are you going to see Rocky?" So for me, I took that scene as that group of people mm. knowing what that guy's doing and going to sort of like mm. encourage Rocky. Um, it's I missed that. It is a 
it is a homage to great Ooh. montages of people running and going to see Rock and and going and, to see Rocky. Yeah, yeah. All of the wonderful montages. <laughs> I think we're trying to put a lot of thought into it. Where <laughs> yeah, I, I think it is the the most cheesy scene in the movie. Yeah. Easily, I just I love the movie so much that I want to find a reason why it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, me too. Well, like when I said, like I thought, I thought like the whole like motorcycle chasing them. I thought that was just going back to like when Rocky was driving the car and had to run with it. Mm-hmm. Th- is that like is that what? Sure. Okay. Good job, Henry. You found it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the movie's perfect. I, I solved. The, I solved the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's just how I interpret. It. I didn't. I didn't think of it as like super tedious. Just that like he's used to running with a vehicle. So we had like <laughs> seven people get vehicles. I can't run unless there's not a, you know, there's a car chasing me. Like, I love yeah. that they gave Bianca a talent too. Yeah, she was like a she was like a like a really kind She's, of locally popular musician in her own right. Like she wasn't yeah. just like the girl yeah, or a yeah. girl. Like she right, was yeah. someone that like had a job and like had commitments and yeah. um, you know then she talked about the progressive hearing loss. Yeah. Like that kind of like added a whole kind of different crazy element. Yeah. Um, to the point where like I don't know if I was just reading into it too much, but like the scene where they're like laying on the floor, like almost her just like feeling the vibrations, like knowing that eventually all she's going to be able to feel mm-hmm. are the vibrations because mm-hmm. she's not going to have her hearing. Did anyone else <sighs> pick up on that? Or I got that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, I I really like that aspect of it, and I think <sighs> I think if there was a little bit, I know the movie is long, but like even a little bit more time, just kind of. Tighten up their relationship a little bit. It would have been. Mm-hmm. It did not feel long to me. No, like, it's, no, it's, no, like, it feel it's two long and a half hours long. Yeah. No, and I thought like I could I could sit here for a bit longer. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I was weeping during the whole time. I was like, please, <laughs> please don't stop. Ah! <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. And this, the scene at the door with the with the uh, the earpieces is really good. Oh um, yeah, when she shuts yeah. the door, she shuts the door, and, and she takes, takes him out. Yeah. Out. yeah, she takes him out. Ah, oh, it's good. The only thing I'd like will applaud this one for is that, like, when it came to the final fight, like, almost every boxing film I've seen the past, like, five years or so, I know how the final fight's gonna end. It's like, yeah. they're, they're gonna lose, they're gonna learn from it, or they're gonna win, and they're gonna learn from it. This film, I was like, it, it could go anyway. Yeah. There's just, like, the past, it will It's like, he's won some, he's lost some, he's tied some. Mm-hmm. Like, so I honestly did not know what was gonna happen. I it, for, so. it didn't go the way I thought it was. Yeah, I was really hoping, I mean, you haven't seen it. <laughs> something, something <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It just it doesn't go the way I think it will. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure in the next could. Creed, he's gonna fight robots, and Hugh Jackman's gonna be a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna just, be awesome. It's gonna be called Real Creed. I just, <laughs> I just, I just started crying again. Uh, cool. Anything else yeah. you should say about Creed? Go dun, watch Creed. When it started that theme song at the oh. final bell, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Because yeah. they were teasing it like throughout the entire Oh, yeah. yeah. The montages are all really good. They are. Yeah. Even the cheesy one with the bikes. Yeah. yeah. You don't really get montages anymore in films. Like, no. It's rare you get them, though. No, they use them all in the Rocky films. Yeah. So. <laughs> you only uh, get six in a lifetime. You <laughs> 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 all six of them. Uh, next week, the real nerds are seeing Krampus. Yep. Uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you to all our guests. Yeah, As always, here. thank you yeah, to the Alamo Draft House. Thank you to filmmakers everywhere. Oh, you. Yeah. Make sure you check out the uh, trailer for Raveheart. Motion, uh, major motion picture soon from the Real Nerds uh, Productions. For something. For something. For something. <laughs> um, Should we start promoting Film Explosion? It's like oh, yeah. four weeks Yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah, so uh, Brad will come up with a sweet poster, I'm sure. Yep. I don't know what you're going to do this year. Well, the hard part is like, you know, I always try to make it like the the most relevant movie based on the most relevant movie from the year mm-hmm. but like Star Wars hasn't come out yet so it's yeah. like I, like I want to start Pain now is like, but... uh, 
like a Star Wars poster. And we already did for 2005 Star Wars, so. You did Mad Max. Oh, that's true, yeah. Mad Max was my first thing, but like, then there's Force Awakens, so. Or Jurassic World. Mad Max. Yeah, or Jurassic World. Mad Max. But if we ever do Film Explosion 93, it's going to be Jurassic Park, so. True. Well, when are you, uh, are you planning on doing 93 anytime soon? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going through all the years. The, the, of these are the things that go through Brad's mind. Yeah, he's got a creative of, mind. He's got a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, start putting together your top 10 lists and uh, be prepared to send them in and, and we'll, probably win some stuff. We'll probably give some stuff away. So. Guessing January 3rd or something, I think, is the day. Oh, yeah. I got this out for a reason. Uh, yeah, because yeah. that first week is like dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, Because it's not till the 8th where the Revenant comes out. Yeah. Yeah. For us in Denver, is the Alamo getting Hateful Eight? Like the actual like film version? Um, fingers crossed, probably not. All right. Um, because um, Weinstein has already started installing seventy millimeter in places, yeah. and um, I think I just don't think we we were qualified or, or qualified or something, yeah. or we just missed the boat. Maybe I don't yeah. know, but um, still kind of fingers crossed. Not really sure. Well, there um, goes. The are you guys getting it Christmas it, so. or not till January? Again, I'm hoping for Christmas, but I mean... It's whatever the like, Weinsteins decide. Pretty much, yeah. They yeah. kind of run the universe Why? right now. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Again, I'm hoping for... Best case scenario would be 70 millimeter on Christmas, but uh, yeah. I feel like that's even uh, even a little too high of a dream for me. So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Do they know who you are, man? Cool. I know. That's okay, because I'll see it at the Alamo no matter how you guys project it, because I really just care about seeing the movie and how he tells the story. I don't really give a shit about how it's projected. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They're really selling the fact how it's projected. Great. So I have a very... I'm very nervous that that's the only selling point they have in the film. No, no, no. I, I have not been blown away by no. the trailer so far. Here's the thing. So 70 millimeter is beautiful and great, and yes. I think it's great that they're releasing it in 70 oh, yeah. because I, it's, I agree. It's yep. kind of it's kind of a lost art. And like back in the day when 70 millimeter was, you can't even really call it a big thing, but like when it was in its heyday, it was hailed as, um, you know, like like a, a beautiful new addition to this art of cinema. Um, and I think it's cool that he's releasing it in 70, but like. The amount of complications and the fact that they're doing like a different cut, you know, for yep. the seventy millimeter version, I think is a little bit bullshit. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. But I mean, of course, I mean, once the Blu-ray comes out, there'll be both versions on there too. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's it's weird. It's it's cool that it's happening, but um, I don't know how cool. You know, it's hard yeah. hard to say. You know, I think the digital projection is a really great addition to the art of cinema, <laughs> uh, and it allows me to see movies without ever having them like tear or look like shit. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm just trying to pick a fight now. I just want people to fight with me. Not even you. I just mean like in on the internet. Uh, I think 70 millimeter would be more fun to watch on those drive-ins that had like three screens side by oh, side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cinema- yeah. Cinerama. Yeah. 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 I just mean like do do it side by side. Like project 70 wherever you can. I totally appreciate it. I saw the first time I saw 2001: A Space Odyssey was on 70 millimeter. Really? Like, yeah. It was wow. like a heralding experience for me. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. And. I mean, I am a guy who would, if I found out that somewhere in Wyoming they were showing Lawrence of Arabia on film and I could go see that in a real theater on film, I would probably drive all the way to Wyoming to do that because I I think that would be a really cool experience. Um, But I care more about the story than I do the way that it's made. Um, So, I don't know. Well, that's the thing, too, is that, I mean, like, at a certain point, you know, with time, when you look back, you know, no one's... the, The whole... Releasing will be kind of a footnote. 
Yeah. You know, if the oh, movie yeah. if the movie's garbage, which it's not going to be. No. But if yeah. the movie's garbage, that's what people will remember. Yeah. So I watch True Romance on Blu-ray a lot. That movie's awesome. I love True Romance. I I want to know what he's gonna write. Uh, because that's what actually lasts. How I remember those characters and how I remember the story and the lessons that he tells me, that is what actually matters. Um not whether or not it's on seventy. So anyway. Film explosion we'll will probably be January eighth. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Isn't that when the revenant is? Huh? Isn't that when the revenant is? Yeah, what's the week before? I think, uh, I think it has I think, to be the second. I can't see the week before on here. Um, what? It's, it starts. On, I'm starting. Yeah, on January. I got the calendar. Well, eight, so, eight minus seven. So one. one or two. Well, it doesn't say if the revenant is like ahead of it. It's no, just, it's no. The revenant's revenant January eighth. When do you guys get the revenant? January eighth. Hey, all right. So the revenant oh, is January. Oh, it's the one that's 8th. not like in bold. Sorry, <laughs> I see it now. Okay. It's, it's just it says expanding. Yeah. Then like ten minutes ago. The official like releases are <laughs> the Forest, the Max Saint, and an untitled Blumhouse horror picture and an Amalisa. So. Uh. So yeah, probably film explosion. Right? Are you guys getting Amalisa? Yes. Don't I, know when. I, I, I figured because it's in front of every so movie good. I see. It's now. Uh, it's such an amazing film. You guys saw it? Yeah, it's I'm, I'm so in Telluride. It's it, it's yeah. really really incredible. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to say about it? You saw it? It's great. <laughs> the rating says graphic it. nudity, but they're all puppets, so that, I'm curious. Um, yep. Yeah, <laughs> it gets it gets really uncomfortable for like a minute or so, but um, so like Team America. I throw someone take a. a Dump on someone's chest or puppet penetration. It's very human. <laughs> oh wow! For not having yeah, no, yeah. humans in it. Well, it's like there's that one quote. That's for, like for, for the listeners, Steve just shook his head <laughs> not, uh, affirmatively a lot at puppet penetration. <laughs> so all right. Well, that's good. Do their <laughs> no, faces come off because they're like s- separated, like at the eyes. There <laughs> is there is actually one part where it's a little bit because there's a few parts, of course, being a. Charlie Coffin film like it's yeah. a little surreal so there is one part where he's like you know wipes the mirror and he's after he took a shower and he's having this like mental trauma and like there's a lot going on and it's almost like you know when you're having a, a headache and you're like oh it's like my brain's being split open it's almost like a physical manifestation of that where his face literally starts to split open and you see what's inside it and then it then someone like like knocks on the door and it like closes back up and it like cuts and it's it's fucking amazing hmm. it's such a great movie I'm very excited I, for yeah. it I think that that is how they more quickly do the animation because I think that they like if you if you watch the shots when he blinks and stuff like that I think you can just change that forehead piece and get his eyes to change and get like I think it's a it's a way to make the puppets really easy to manipulate since they're not made out of clay. I have a feeling that's probably a functional accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah. Cool. Charlie Kaufman's okay. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.